just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, Details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Hello and welcome to Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here. Oh, fuck. Way better for you, Dave. <laughs> oh no. She read the this is the worst possible result. Is that I did it better than him? Yeah. How's because, that a bad result? Well, you've got so much, and Dave only has this. That's true. Oh no. Look at him. I've got nothing His to live tiny for. heart is broken. My name is Jess Perkins, and I'm here as I am every week with my best friends, Matt Stewart and Dave Warnicky. Hello, boys. How are you today? I'm dying. Dave's just been demoted. I'm going pretty well. How's he demoted? I called you my best friends. Demoted to not the introductory guy. Uh, Demoted from soulmate to best friend. True. It's really hard to like open up to people and and tell them that they're your best friend. So that that took balls, to be honest, Mm. from me. Oh, okay. Um, And I just want you both to appreciate that. I mean, it doesn't have to be reciprocated. Yeah, I'm still searching for my balls. (laughs) I took them. You you took my balls. I took your balls. Happy for you to have them. Jess has got... Does that, how many balls do they give you? You got what, Dave's what? two. Mm-hmm. Was that all? Did That's you have... all I got, yeah. What other balls would I have? I don't know. Hockey balls? I got basketball. Basketballs. <laughs> probably, to be honest. There's One. probably a couple around the house somewhere. Hey, look. Anyway, sorry. All we'd... these balls are very fun to talk about. All this I'm having ball. a real great ball talk chat with you balls. Here with my balls, talking about balls. I'm loving that. But what I would like to talk about is what we did yesterday. Or in the, like, whatever the amount of days back is from Wednesday to Saturday. What we did on Saturday. Saturday, yep. (laughs) We had a really fun time at the uh, bloody launch. Yes, we went to the, uh, we went to the Planet Broadcasting launch at the... Very cool Art Deco Riverly Cinema on Saturday. Mm, it was course, absolutely awesome. Such a good day. We had a great time. If you haven't heard us talk about it before, we have joined forces mm-hmm. to form the Avengers of Podcast Networks called Planet Broadcasting, spearheaded by the guys and wife of the Weekly Planet. So that's uh, Meso James and his wife Claire. And they organized a fantastic event where all the... Uh, Eight or so podcasts that are being part of this network. It was launched. We had a bit of a, a panel discussion. Yep. A thing where we tried to uh, sum up our show in ninety seconds. And I tried to do a report in ninety seconds, and it, I didn't. I didn't finish the report. Yeah, because it normally takes us hours. Yes, yeah, two hours condensed into sixty seconds plus Matt talking. And they and Matt, they Matt gonged was, us. We got gonged. Yeah, Mainly because Matt was gong. speaking at one uh, syllable per ten seconds. Oh, as, as he does. Hang on. As he does. But that's what we love about him. 
And we got to meet some listeners, which was really cool. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Including Matt Nash from Shepparton. Yep. I, although, although Matt decided to not disclose his profession to me until oh, that was him. after, uh, and he tweeted a photo and said, little did Jess know she was getting a photo with an accountant. Oh. And you know what? <laughs> no. Before that, I liked Matt. I was like, this guy's cool. Well, what does that say? Yeah, Jess, give him a go. What does that say? Huh? And you know what? We met Kieran in Stratford as well, and he's also, and then he was there on, on Saturday as well. He travelled a long way to be there, which I appreciate. He's a really lovely guy. Who else did we meet? This is, I should have written some names down. We yep. met uh, Soph, yep. who's cool. You've met her Sophie. already. Yeah, Soph's great. And we met uh, Nick. Mm-hmm. And Sally. And Tom. Sally, very cool. Had a good Golden Girls chat with Sally. Oh, Sally, Which yes, Golden Girl Sally. would you be? Oh, well, maybe and we had the exact same. <gasps> Back when we were younger, uh-huh. we would have been Dorothy. Sure. But now uh-huh. we feel like we're more Sophia's. Wow. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would have thought I'd be one out with that. That's but no, great. She's she's all the, all the way on board. Good for you. Good for you for meeting that. that you know who else I met? Who I met uh, the guy. I think his name was Marcus, who um, put Y2K in the hat, and he's like, "Oh, thanks for doing." My topic back ah, awesome. a few months back, and he goes, he was so excited about um, uh, that we read his name out on that episode that he wanted to play it in front of his family, right? So they were, why is that funny? No, that's You're sweet. a piece of fucking shit, Jess. I'm laughing because that's sweet. Oh, no. I'll take it back. Look, I'll take it back. That's early for a piece of, not even a piece of shit, a piece of fucking shit. Yeah, sorry. Good heavens. Look, I, my I, parents listen to this. I got defensive about. I thought you were laughing at Marcus. I would never laugh at Marcus. So he was he was sitting around the dinner table with his extended family. <laughs> Sorry if uh, you're hearing my voice go up and down. Uh, Dave's <laughs> being super unprofessional at the moment and turning me up and down on the mic, So which, which is going to sound a bit confusing to you because you're going to be like, is there some sort of issue going on with Maybe my the, system? Because you were louder than the sun. <laughs> You're the one on the dials. What are you? I'm Matt, just talking normal finish levels. Finish your no, story not, about Marcus. Loud. Finish your story about Marcus. So Marcus, it's sitting <laughs> on the table, extended family. Oh, you fuck. What? You fucking fucks. This was a really nice story. Yeah, I was and tell I want to hear it. I want you to just hurry up and hear it. <laughs> so they were sitting around the family dinner. Nana was there. Everyone was there, That's right? That's nice. And he's going, "I'm going to play this for you." And they're like, "What a podcast! Yeah. Why do we care?" He's like, "Just wait a second. I'm going to play this thing." And you know you can only skip it fifteen seconds at a time. <laughs> no, he's Uh-oh. trying to get the he's trying to get to the right thing, but he he overshoots and he lands it on a piece of me saying, "What a fucking!" <laughs> You're kidding. One of the what few... are the odds of that in front of Nana? One of the very very few times. <laughs> the three that times that that's gone through to the keeper. Yeah, we normally bleep it. And we don't even say it anymore. Or I would have just it bleeped out, or it. Or we then. don't say it. Yeah, yeah, whatever Matt just bleeped wasn't bleeped. I assume. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was. It wasn't bleeped the first time around. <laughs> But I will bleep it this time because we don't talk like that anymore. Anymore? Because of the old us. Because of this story. Because of things like this story, yeah. Oh, no. Marcus, we're sorry that that happened. No, no, no. no. The guy that said said these horrible words also said my name. (laughs) You had to back it up. Oh, no. Suddenly, Nan's got no time for Matt. Oh, sorry, Nan. Sorry, Nan. But it was was a, was a... a grand day out. Oh, what a Pan. great day. Pan's another guy I met. Did you meet Pan? Yep. Yes, met Pan. Had met a good Pan. chat. Mm-hmm. Pan was cool. Mm-hmm. All right, great. I've definitely forgotten some people. Sorry Phil. about that. Phil was great. Phil in the great shirt that we said was a Warnicky shirt. Photographer oh, Phil. Photographer oh, yeah. Phil. That he was, was a great. good shirt. He was cool. But with that out of the way, our final studio episode for a while, because we will be 
uh, releasing the episodes, the li- episodes that yeah. we record live. So if you are overseas and listening, you think you're going to miss out, don't worry, you will hear the show, but possibly we'll be editing out the controversial stuff. But if you see it live, <laughs> we can't edit it out of your brains. Yeah, it's going to be can't. fun. We won't. Because... I- I won't do it. I won't do it. I refuse. Because contrary to some Facebook messages, we do edit this show a little bit. A tiny bit. <laughs> we have learnt to edit. We have. Well, we're learning to edit. We are learning. We edit but a little bit. over to the man, the Matt Stewart. I was going to say Matt the Man Stewart, but who cares? It's all good. Hey, Matty. I, I answer to both of those, unless we're in a crowded room and you say that, and I'll assume you're talking to someone else. If but I yell out, man. You'd... I'm, I'm assuming you're talking to Vince McMahon. <laughs> Or some other man. Well, Anthony, the man mundane, yep. the Aussie boxer. Uh, also, uh, someone else called man. Um, Jane Mansfield. There we go. Marilyn Manson. Ooh. Ooh. I wanted to just go straight into the people who suggested this topic. Topic. On Twitter. Twitter. Oh, so, so multiple. is a popular one. Also, uh, yesterday, a few people, or one person, said, hey, uh, you did my topic. Another guy said, you did my topic one time. I was so excited about it. And he goes, it was uh, the Bermuda Triangle. And I'm like, oh, I'm so oh, sorry. No. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one I was particularly drunk on. Babados. And then he said that I forgot to read it. I read out some names, but not his. I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, it feels like that episode more than others that I have an excuse. You know, I was, yeah, because it was a lost bad in, person. And also the ideas were lost in the Bermuda Triangle that week. So That's right. What there was we it? go. We Dave always the, saves it. We found the wreckage and there was only three out of ten names there, so we apologise. And I was also drunk from being at a charity luncheon. <laughs> yeah, you're a hero. charity. <laughs> you're a hero. That's right. Oh, okay. You got drunk for I charity. I think that's fine. I just remembered it's the only time you've worn a suit to the recording how, and you were drunk off your head. How good did he look, though? <laughs> he looked so sharp. So good. He just couldn't speak. It was so good, though. That was a fun time. I hope, uh, I hope that happens again one day. Anyway, so the... the what were you at to the live show? Oh, well, that's a good question. I might put that up to the vote. Okay. That uh, is a good question. Vote for Matt's... Mm. On the Patreon, vote for Matt's outfit to the first ever live show. <laughs> can we have, that's like, real good Can benefits. we do that? That's can be, fun. Can there be a wild card, like a flamingo costume or something? Yes. Oh, you know oh, that's what, you what that... You know that's what they'll vote for. I'd vote for that. I'll get on and vote for it. So the, <laughs> the, the people who um, nominated this week's topic, uh, Will White at Willow... Oh, Will... At Will O White ninety five, that makes sense. There's just an O. Oh, doesn't matter. And also <laughs> Echo at Echo Watkins. You're a mess. So thanks to both of you. I'm very tired. I haven't. It's been a big, uh, big week. I know, buddy. Footy. I know. That's well. Let's um, get through it. Okay, great. So the question we always some of the question we do this week is uh, it's it's, a, it's almost as like Dave wrote it because it's very confusing as a question. Is the answer Japan? <laughs> So this week's topic <laughs> has had five feature films made about it. So it's it's quite a big, uh, mm. well-explored topic. Indiana Jones, Narnia, Harry Potter. I'll give you a, give you an extra clue. Yes. Uh, a key character from this story has been portrayed by uh, the five actors. He's been portrayed by uh, Wilton Power, which I, I don't. I know. don't. I was going to say if that's a clue. No, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, he was from a... Uh, that was the first one. That was a silent Australian movie, which has been lost. Australian. Lost to the ages. So this is really old. Yes. Australian movie? Uh, also, Errol Flynn in Ooh. his first on-screen uh, role. Oh, okay. Oh. Clark Gable. Oh. A Hollywood legend. We're going back a while. Marlon Brando and Mel Gibson. What a fucking lineup! Apart from the guy I hadn't heard of. Oh, Those other four are like... A... It's Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Yeah, is it Lethal Weapon? Is Riggs, it Lethal Weapon? Riggs, I'm too yeah. old for this shit. 
Yeah, yeah, it's lethal weapon. Is it? Uh, <laughs> is it? Um... No, Dave, I got it. He said it's lethal weapon. Oh, sorry, pardon me. This, was, a, this so is all gonna, about the gonna... lethal rep weapon ride at, at Hollywood on the Gold Coast. <laughs> I was gonna, trying to put a joke answer in, but obviously you've already. No, go the on, right please. Try, I mean, sorry that I got there first with the correct answer, no, but get, if you'd like a joke, joke, go on. Braveheart, William Wallace. Is it no, Braveheart? Uh, is it Robin Hood? No, I'm going to give you one more try, Dave and Jess. Yes. Otherwise, we've got to move on. All right. Okay. All right, Jess goes first because I need more thinking. Is it? Lethal weapon. <laughs> no. Interesting. Still not. Interesting. No, it was, but now it isn't. <laughs> I've changed my mind. <laughs> the, I could tell you the character is a yeah. Fletcher Christian. Oh, no. So it's a real person. Doesn't help me at all. That doesn't help you, it might not. I'm uh, afraid I do not know. Well, you Have you seen The Trip? The, the Trip? The, uh, oh, with Steve Coogan? <laughs> yeah. They, they uh, do some of their impersonations are about it. I've not seen it. All right, great. Well, it okay. is uh, The Mutiny on the Bounty. Oh, William Bly. William Bly, yeah. Is that the character? That's the, the other guy. That's, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins played Bly versus, uh, across from Mel Gibson's Christian. Oh, what movie do they play? The Bounty. Oh, they, oh God, I didn't know that Mel Gibson did a movie about this. Didn't you know what I would like? I would like Matt to tell us this story. The HMS Bounty was built in 1784 at the Blades Shipyard oh, in Hull... Yorkshire in 1787. No, last time you didn't even pause to let me get in there. Oh, I forget. Dave likes it when you do that. I think it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> now he comes out with the truth. <laughs> I, do, I just forget, I forget every time. Every time you say it, I'm pleasantly surprised. Do you know why it is? Because Matt's concentrating so hard on saying the correct year. Yeah. He yeah. has no time to think about your catchphrase. No, that's, that's And you fine. also just hurried me up moments earlier. So I thought I'd really... I didn't really... mean to hurry you. No, I was just saying like you were asking if there were already questions. And I was like, I know nothing to ask questions about. I'd like to hear the story. That's a very good point, Jess. What year was this again? Sorry? Uh, built in 1784. That's a good year. And uh, <laughs> there it is. I do feel good. Thirteen. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Three years later, mm-hmm. it was bought uh, by the Royal Navy for about two thousand pounds in seventeen eighty-seven. That's also a good year, and also a, like a good amount of pounds. Yeah, happy you know? for that. Yeah. It was ninety-one feet long, uh, which seems pretty long to me, but apparently it's not that long for a ship. How many feet? Sorry. Ninety-one. It sounds like a lot, right? I have no idea what well, that means. Well, okay, no, think no, about... they have like 1,000 feet long ships. Yeah, think about like, think about like, okay, you go to Subway, you get a foot long sub. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of subs. Get 91 of those. That's a, that's a few, but it's not... It's like it's Is not... it true that their subs aren't even a foot long? I believe that is true. <gasps> They're only 10 what? inches. I believe that is that's true. That's weird. Is that an American foot? No. <laughs> no. Are their feet They, they famously have small feet. <laughs> Very dainty though. Yeah. The boat was purchased by the Navy to transport breadfruit plants from... Subway. Ta- Eat fresh. There it is. Subway bought it. Have you heard of breadfruit plants? I've never heard of them. Breadfruit. Yeah. Breadfruit. Yeah. Wait, are you Wheat? saying that because it's obvious that I <laughs> no. should know it or that... Breadfruit. Breadfruit. It's, it sounds, sounds like a, a made-up uh, sort of thing. Are you that, sure there wasn't that, that a comma? Off. Bread, fruit, <laughs> and plants. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> um, bread so, fruit. So they... Are the, are the seeds loaves of bread? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, well, that makes complete sense. You put the plant in the oven. Uh, <laughs> oh, the whole thing. Heat it 90 degrees uh-huh. Celsius. That's not... Or Fahrenheit. Okay. Is it not? Wait, that's worse. Look, whatever. <laughs> so they bought, they bought the boat or the ship 
I'm going to call it a boat or a ship. It's a, it's a ship, it's not a boat, but you know what I mean. Anyway. It's like 91 feet, it's probably a boat, not a ship. You know oh, what I mean? Okay, great. That's mm. fine then. Okay, so mm. they, they bought the boat uh, to transport these plants from Tahiti to the colonies in the West Indies. Did you discover what a breadfruit fruit plant is? I saw them. Um, I, yeah, I don't think it's ever really taken off like they thought it was going to. Their idea was to get it because it, it was a cheap source of food for slaves. So oh. it's... A, Everything back there is I so wish sad. I had an ass. Yeah. The bounty <laughs> uh, had I thought its... you said, I wish I had an ass. And I was like, we all wish you had an ass. I mate. wish, I wish I had an ass. But then I realized after that you'd said, I wish I hadn't asked. But you still stopped <laughs> to uh, let everyone know. Yeah. That little. They needed to know. <laughs> well, that's a funny little journey we went on. <laughs> The bounty had its captain's quarters converted into a greenhouse for the plants. Oh, oh um, the captain would have been fucking pissed. He just graduated to be a captain. You've you lost don't even get house. quarters. He was. I mean, he. That's blind. I don't think he's even a captain because the boat's not big enough. He's only a lieutenant or a lieutenant. So they don't even bother having a captain on board. No, it's just not required. I think he would have been given the title that was required for the size of the boat. I think. Right. So it's like your car's so small, you don't need a license for that, mate. Well, you don't need a captain's license. No, you, you could be a left. You don't need a truck driver's license for this <laughs> yeah. small car. <laughs> so semi-rigid is all it you must need. Must be so pissed off. It's like a line of them. They're giving all their orders. Thank you, captain. Captain, lieutenant. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Oh. You only got a ninety-one footer, Bly. You're a pussy, Bly. <laughs> you ain't got shit, Bly. I'm not even giving you a captain's quarters. You got a lieutenant's quarters. You know what that means? Greenhouse. <laughs> You're in the greenhouse. <laughs> he did. He still did have. He had his own quarters with like ensuite and like a uh, pantry. I think I read. <laughs> Maybe a um, look. He had he had a nice spot, but it meant that they bit, replace his bathroom with a shed. Uh yes, he had a shed. I'm afraid your with bathroom... a snipper and lawnmower <laughs> and everything was in there. It was fully stocked. <laughs> fully stocked with three bags of fertilizer. A couple but, of concrete bags that have gone bad, so they've actually set as blocks. <laughs> but because because this was taken up, he was you know moved on a different area. It just meant that um, everyone's space was reduced. Basically, he didn't cop it so bad, but everyone else you know was a little bit more on top of each other. You know, all the officers uh, and and the rest of the crew on top of each other. In a way, it sounds like a, a bloody party ship. Yeah, sounds like they've been smoking the greenhouse. <laughs> At times, this is a bit of a party ship, but that's later oh. on. Oh. So, Lieutenant... Do we... they, they hit international waters. <laughs> Anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> is, you say Lieutenant, or it's Lieutenant, right, in England and Australia, and Lieutenant in America, is that right? I don't know what Australia is. I think it, England is Lieutenant. Okay, we, we steal most of their things. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say Lieutenant, but you, I just need you guys to know... That you know. That I know that I'm not sure. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah, right. Lieutenant William Bly was chosen to lead the expedition. Man, you just talked about before. Sir Anthony Hopkins portrayed him in The Bounty. Great. Bly was born in Plymouth in 1754. A good year. His previous experience included being Captain Cook's chief navigator on his final voyage when Bly was only 21. You know, ah, you guys know I Captain Cook? I recognise the name William Bly and I didn't know where from. That would make sense. Yeah, well, th- this is also... This probably is his most famous story, but yeah, he he, he had some cred from uh, ah. previous. From previous, so he would have watched Captain Cook. He he was right up murdered. there with Captain Cook. Yeah, he was in, in and about him. Was yeah, but was he there when Captain Cook was murdered? Uh that well, that was his last a, expedition, yeah, final trip. Full, yeah, oh no, I th- he actually reason. no, I think he might have gone on one more after the murder. But um, 
his second final trip. It was called he died. Weekend at Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, they've got to pretend that the captain's still alive. Oh, I'll stop it bound. <laughs> I want you all to give me give your money to Lieutenant Bly. <laughs> well, we better do what the I mean, captain oh, the, says. Captain's the captain. orders. <laughs> I don't want to take your money, boys, yeah. but I mean, I'm you know, captain's uh, orders. Oh, I, I don't want to bloody walk the plank. Yeah. You know what he's like. Yeah, yeah, you know how he can be. He's the bad cop. I'm the good guy. <laughs> Pay the good guy. After the American War of Independence in 1783, the Brit. Oh, okay. The British Navy was reduced. In- There's too many years to do it every time. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to do it every time. So I love that your name checking hist- historical events is amazing. Left, right, and center here. So, uh, yeah, that's right. So the British Navy was reduced in size at that point. Um, there was a lot less to do for naval type guys like Bly. And a couple of years later, so he had all this downtime, and he was on half pay just on the land. He's he's not a land lover, you know. He's a he's a boatsman. Loves the the high seas, so, so he wasn't loving it. He loves to kiss the fish. Yeah, oh, big kiss. <laughs> fish, throw him fish, back. Fish, he's fish. also a... he loves to kiss the fish. Where Rex hunt got it from? <laughs> he loves it. Loves it. What do you love to do, Will? I love to kiss the fish. <laughs> I love him. A couple of years later, after a period of downtime, Bly was appointed as the captain of the Britannia. Oh, he did get to be a captain. Sorry. Yeah, but that was a privately owned boat. Oh, so so he just bought his own title. Well, he didn't buy. It. I mean, he was he was given that role and on the yeah, Britannia. It's a different thing, the Britannia, and it was <laughs> great. But yeah, it's not. It wasn't a military uh, uh, role. Because it was just a merchant ship, basically. Right, so it's like getting a golf cart and saying, I'm the captain of this. I'm the captain. <laughs> I'm the captain of this golf cart. But it was a big old boat. I'm the captain of my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was a... Shotgun well- captain right now. Yes. Fuck. When my girlfriend moved in uh, to my place, she said, when you're out, I'll be second in charge. <laughs> which, which means... Who's that- she putting in charge? <laughs> you, got a, you got a pet or something? <laughs> no, it's just us. She's now she just doesn't want to be. <laughs> she doesn't want the responsibility. So again. when you're at home, she's third in charge. I assume. Or is when you're at home, she's first in charge. She's. Oh, that's a did you have a good laugh system. about that at the we time? We did have a laugh. Actually, no, we weren't talking about if she if is if I ever bought a house, she doesn't want the ec- economical risk of like going in on the the loan, but she would want to be second in charge when I wasn't there. I was like, no, what? <laughs> Should we tell the banks he's second in charge when I'm there? Uh, the please, dish, please, dishwasher. Please don't put her on the on the lease on, on the on the loan. But just know, just note down no. somewhere if you can that if I'm out, she's second in charge. I wanted to draw up a contract saying that she was the second in charge. <laughs> That's adorable. Like the junior vice president of our house. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering who you'd have in charge. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. the fridge. Yeah. The, yeah the most who's your most trustworthy? Yeah, the fridge member. I don't trust my fridge at all. But it's it never turns so off. It's shit. Got, like, yeah. Fridges can be on for 25 years and not go off. Yeah, but mine, like, it's like if there's an issue with the seal or something. And sometimes I don't think it's closed properly and it really annoys me. Uh, you can't put the seal in charge. No, the seal can't be in charge. Nah. can't be trusted with the fish. It keeps kissing them. It loves the fish. I love to kiss the fish. It's such a weird thing for you to say. Is that a thing that people say? I've never, never, never heard it. <laughs> but I've coined it. He loves to kiss the fish. What does that mean? <laughs> And Captain Cook's like, hey, guys, I want you guys to give a... F- uh, everybody give a fish <laughs> to, to, to Willie to Bly, Bly to kiss. It's a, he loves you. Oh, God, because we better do what he says. Better get me, give me a fish, everyone, or we'll all be walking the plank. So on, on the Britannia, he was getting paid well, but it wasn't really what he wanted to do. He, he's, he wanted to be out there working for the Navy. Britannia. You know? 
Um, so after a couple of years working on the Britannia, he, Britannia. he took a job on the bounty as bounty. the <laughs> lieutenant. And uh, the, they, it was a much more prestigious job, but the pay was a big drop. It was less than oh. 20% Whoa, of that's the pay, interesting. which is a crazy pay cut to take. Um, but obviously, that just shows how much he how much he wanted it to kiss the fish. And is it true well, that well, I mean, the Britannia Britannia had fish too, so it? you know, it's more than just the fish for him and the kisses. Is it true that the uh... it's nothing more to me than kisses, fishy kisses? I love a fishy kisses. <laughs> is it true that um, English ships get their names from whatever your favourite book is or your favourite chocolate bar? Yeah. So if you like to read the Encyclopedia Britannia. Close enough, close enough. Britannia. Or you, if you like to read the uh, eat the, the Bounty chocolate bar. That's or if you like to eat the Britannia chocolate bar or read The Bounty, which is a book about this story. <laughs> but, but, Lieutenant, it says how it ends. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. The plan for The Bounty's journey was to sail the Pacific via Cape Horn, pick up the breadfruit <laughs> plants from Tahiti. Cape Horn. Go west. Woo! <laughs> across the Indian Atlantic Oceans onto the West Indies. Uh, completing this journey would have the bounty circumnavigating the Earth. That's a big trip, guys. A- All the way round. All the way from Cape Horn, baby. All right. Get on the get on at the horn. Get on at the horn, then get off at the horn. There it is. There it is. <laughs> he did it. I like it. Uh, many of Bly's crew on the bounty were personally selected by him. Men who he had worked Kissed. with... On the Captain Cook voyage and kiss with the fish. Personally, yeah. And kiss me, then the fish. I'll <laughs> tell you who's better. Then that will be how you are ranked on this ship. <laughs> so some of them with Captain Cook and some of them he knew from his time on the Britannia. Thank you. Uh, his crew included Fletcher Christian, a 23-year-old man from a wealthy family from northwest England. Uh, though Christian's upbringing was comfortable in terms of money, he did do it rough as well. His father died when he was only four years old. Christian, that is, not the dad. And <laughs> he died at four, but he was very prolific in the bedroom. And by his <laughs> teens, he uh, spread his seed far and wide. Okay. The father was the the, the breadwinner, so to speak, the breadfruit winner. And he, <laughs> um, after he died, the family uh, went bankrupt uh, in Christian's teens. Um, so he had been wealthy. Then they'd lost it all when the dad was gone. Yeah, that's... I mean, it, it seems like for such a well-documented thing, even all the characters in this have, like, different... There's real varied stories about them all. Well, so I'm just going off the ones that I read the most of. Uh, in this case, funnily enough, I know I always give you shit about Wikipedia, but Wikipedia was seemed pretty good. There you go. There you go. So a little shout-out to Wikipedia. Yeah, if I had to name my ship after what I read, I'd call it the Wikipedia. Um, so, uh, but, so he started uh, getting into sailing. Um, that was yeah, a way... He wasn't, I think oh, he so wasn't able to Fletcher. afford university, um, because it, where, whereas his older siblings could. Um, wow, but in, so the money ran out that quick. Yeah, well, it ran out over 10 years. I mean, so um, his parents, you know, there was enough money to get the... Some of his siblings through university, but not all of them. Um, so he he started going on the boats. He saw that as a way of ma- making a, you know, a, a nice career. And uh, he was out with Bly uh, to the West Indies a couple of times um, on the Britannia. Um, Britannia. And in that time, under under Bly, he he learned how to become a skilled navigator. Oh. 
Oh, he'd be handy on road trips, wouldn't he? Oh, very. Hand him the map. He, he could get around a sat nav, I reckon. Mm. I, I remember, I remember, remember that brief time sat navs were a thing. Remember the time before sat navs when you, you had to use Melways. Melways. There's still Melways in my car. I mean, it's obviously completely outdated. In Melways, of course, standing for Melbourne ways. It's the Melbourne specific map. Yeah, it's a book. Uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I've, still, I've still got one in my car as well from 2007. My yeah. dad gave it to me for my I think, 17th birthday. Yeah, I got mine when I got my first car. So it would have been, mine would be a 2008 or 2009. God. How good. And people, I've had a few friends laugh at that, laugh at the map. But one day I reckon it's going to save me. I agree. The crew were quite young. On the bounty, most were under 30 years old. and There was a couple that were sort of late 30s, but there were also a couple of teenagers, a couple of 15-year-olds. Bly was 33 at the beginning of Oof, the Oh, so imagine being that old. But obviously Ooh, relatively young for the guy in charge Just of the boat. Death. Death awaits. It's so near. Imagine death being that near. It's pretty near. I imagine in the 1780s it is pretty near at 33. Yeah. But even now. At 33, you'd just be, you'd think you'd just sort of sit and wait for death. Yeah, Matt, how old are you again? I could see a light. <laughs> yeah, go towards it, Matt. After frustrating delays due to the weather and awaiting orders, they set off in late 1787 for Tahiti to pick up those mother flipping breadfruit plants. I'm sick of these mother flipping breadfruit plants on this mother flipping ship. The dodgy weather and delayed start to the journey made the success of the planned route via Cape Horn less likely. So Bly, thinking ahead, he's like, he asked his superiors, hey, if it doesn't go well, can I go around the Cape of Good Hope instead? Which is obviously a much more hopeful sounding name. It's got mm. hope in it. I like that. Um, and they, they said he could, if need be. Bly was a strict disciplinarian, possibly uh, learnt serving under Captain James Cook. I mentioned just before. Mm. But early in the trip, he reported no need to enforce any of that discipline. And he wrote, both men and officers tractable and well-disposed and cheerfulness and content in the countenance of everyone. Language was so weird back then. I have no idea what that meant. <laughs> everyone asks what, what that means. <laughs> That's new language for you. I took out the A. For expediency. What does it means? What does that means? And it sounds like they should have been happy because he replaced the traditional Navy system of four hours on, four hours off duty into four hours on and eight hours off. Okay, that sounds like they're going to be... They get to the, the final set of four hours and there's no one left. <laughs> Hang on. Uh-oh. The poop deck is very empty. <laughs> Everyone's in their hands. No one's swabbing it. This has gone, this has gone horribly wrong. I'm back to the green room. Um... Bly was keen to keep the crew happy, and there was no real trouble early on, apart from finding out that the ship's surgeon, Thomas Huggin, was a drunk and a bit of an all-round loose unit. Oh, he was just amputating things that didn't need to be amputated. <laughs> Come here, I want your toe. There is All a, right, so <laughs> you're the surgeon. There's nothing There's n- nothing too important in the story about this guy, but I just found that that's a, an unfortunate guy to be a drunk. I know, that's the, the surgeon. The that's one. a guy you want with a steady hand and a sober heart and mind. Bly and Fletcher Christian's relationship continued to be warm, with Bly uh, really taking Christian under his wing. They sort of had a bit of a father-son relationship, a bit of a mentor-mentee mm-hmm. thing going on. So, sorry, the, uh, one's 33, one's in their 20s. 23. Interesting. Yeah. Imagine 
father son. Yeah, it is a young dad. He was only ten at the time, obviously. Yeah, but Fletcher's Fletcher, whatever he's now, his dad was only four. But he had when very he, died. he had very strong swimmers. Oh yeah, <laughs> he kept, they wouldn't stop swimming. Wow. So, and I, I watched a little doco about, it and they were, they were mentioning how also Bly only had daughters, so he wanted a son to show the ropes. It sounds a bit like he chose though. Christian, he only, I only have daughters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have a son. Ooh, I, I only, only have daughters. I only have a Porsche, and I only have daughters. <laughs> oh, and he, uh, yeah. So there was sort of. The, the way that guy was saying it, this uh, who was a, a distant uh, relation of Fletcher, he's like, you know, it was a perfect matching of a man who wanted to have a son and, and a boy who didn't have a dad. I love when people um, find out that they're related but distantly to, a, to yeah. a, like a famous person. It was like a direct descendant. Like, yeah, I think he had... A Christian is his surname. But then they always talk about them like they know them. Yeah. It's like, that person died 250 years ago. Exactly, you don't, know. you don't know them at all. You don't know at all. You're making an assumption, and it could be true, but they could have also just been mates. It could yes, have been yes, the thing about... Uh, I went into a French accent then. That was unfortunate. Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, the, the thing about... Uh, Bon bon. Uh, bon bon. Uh, William Bly is uh, he is uh, my twelfth uh, uh, uncle, third third division uh, <laughs> champion of the snooker, and of course uh, I also played snooker in primary school. So you could see the direct lineage. Uh, I've gone into a bit of Russian now uh, because uh, he's my twelfth uncle. My family, third division. My family travel a lot, and uh, many times I've thought I should give it up, but no, I will soldier on. For my uncle, my twelfth uncle. Crash the car, Dave. Oh man, <laughs> I've been dead for four minutes. So their relationship was quite warm. Um, oh. And on March the second, seventeen eighty-eight, Bly promoted Christian to the <laughs> rank a, of pr- acting. He proposed <laughs> on the twelfth of seventeen eighty-eight. He uh, proposed marriage. I mean, you are, you only had to wait till the end of the word to find out that wasn't the case. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> Just trying to have a bit of fun, mate. Yeah, Matt's just, just trying to destroy people left, right, and center. Yeah, go on. What happened then on the second of March? He promoted. Don't care. <laughs> he prom- well, for those at home, he promoted Christian to the rank of acting lieutenant, uh, which meant that ranking wise, he became the second in command. <gasps> second in charge when he was away. Yeah. <laughs> which which knocked John Fryer one place down the chain of command. And- oh, John's gonna. That's that's. I don't know the story here, but the mutiny's gonna be that. That that is. That's bullshit. You can't. That's like favoritism for your your fake son. It, yeah, it, it it would have been annoying, but apparently Fryer didn't show any outward signs at the time that he was annoyed by it. Though, got to talk about your feelings, man. It did. It did end. Uh, did lead to worsening relationships between Fryer and Bly. Uh, around a week after the promotion, uh, unrelated, but around a week after that, the first bit of trouble within the oh, crew flared up. I'm not sure it's unrelated. <laughs> resulting in Bly ordering the flogging of Matthew Quintal. He was an able seaman uh, in his early 20s. He was punished for insolence and mutinous behaviour, receiving 12 lashes. Pretty classic Matthew behaviour, don't you think? Oh, totally. 12 lashes. Is that a bad punishment? What's that? Is it getting that, hit 12 times? Is that a lot? Yeah, that yeah like, I think that like, seems a lot. being hit, but having the, the, like the, the shit hit out of you. Yeah, you're basically... Yeah, you're, if you're going to get hit, do you want it to be 12 times? No, I just wondered if 12 was like low and, and it could be 50, you know? Let me ask you, Jess, would you prefer 12? Would you prefer 50? Because that's quite a round number. 
in that situation. But a 12 is a dozen. Do you see that as a round number in itself? 12 doesn't bother me as much. 12 inches is a foot. Not at Subway, though. Mm. Uh, Interesting question there, Dave. I think in that circumstance, I would be able to bend the rules and accept 12 because 50 would probably kill me. Right. Well, that just sounds... You've chosen life over... Round numbers. Yeah, yeah. I've got. You gotta have the courage of your convictions, is what I think. I yeah. would take fifty, and yeah. I'd ask and you to double it. You, you don't even have a thing about yeah, round numbers. Yeah, that's not even your issue. No, but I do it just to prove Jess wrong, because wow. that's how stubborn I am. Okay, that's real that's stubborn. Anyway, rest in peace. Get out the uh, lash. In April, the ship sailed towards Cape Horn, which is like <laughs> down south of South America. Yeah, it is. But some of the most full-on weather blight ever experienced hit them there. They had some bad weather in Cape Horn, did they? they what did. kind of weather? It was very horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, so some of the most full-on weather hit him. They were trying to get around, so they're trying to get up, up and around or down and around the horn. Down um, and around the horn. Man, there's so many times I've been trying to navigate the horn, trying to get down, then I'm around, suddenly I'm upside down. Oh. The horn. And no one's had a good time. <laughs> no one. So, so they time after time they're pushing... Pushing to get down, pushing to go south and around the horn, and they—I <laughs> did not—I did not foresee and this was being getting an issue. A, and it was really? getting—it was getting a little windy down below, was it? God, you shouldn't have a curry. <laughs> what? Oh. It's not good day food. <laughs> not good Dave food. No date food. Date food. It's date night, and you're having a curry. Oh no, big mistake. We're talking about a ship here. <laughs> We're talking about a boat here. It's only 91 feet long. And that is pretty small around there. On <laughs> I don't know what you say. 91 feet. <laughs> My God, I've seen bigger. Boats? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's amazing how uh, over time they've improved. But that, So they're actually trying to go south and around and they, time and time again, they were getting pushed back by the weather. At one point... Two weeks after they were trying, they were further north than when they started. Oh, my God. So Because of the wind. Because of the wind. Impossible. Because of Dave's curry, I guess, somehow. <laughs> somehow. Um, I so, repeat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're saying. So they try, They were trying for weeks, and uh, but to the delight of the knackered crew, Bly decided to go with Plan B, and they sailed for Cape of Good Hope, which is south of South Africa. Mm-hmm. That's like it's a long Basically way. Basically, going away, direction. yeah, going. So there, it, it added a lot of uh, a lot of miles to the journey. So that's why they wanted to go around the Horn. I just can't even imagine that. It's like tens of thousands of miles yeah. to the journey. It's just going all right. We'll go the other way around. Although I mean, they were still coming round. It wasn't just on the other side of the Horn, of the yeah Cape Horn. You but know they're what trying I mean? to go up. You know, obviously South America is closer to the Caribbean, where they're trying to get yes. to than Africa because they've got to go past Asia or Australia. Yes, which is what they do. That's how we get involved very briefly when they stop. Anyway, um, oh. sizzle. No, it's not sizzle. I just I'll breeze past that later. Um, sizzle. <laughs> sizzle it, Matt. I guess, but this other route was less challenging, I suppose. Um, by May 1788, they had arrived at the south end of Africa at False Bay. Or did they? <laughs> Where they set up camp for a month or so to repair things that needed to be repaired. <laughs> Sounds and like pick a lie. Up, pick up some food and drink from the shops. After which they moved on to Truth Bay. 
Or did Which is they? a lie. <laughs> no, yes, they did. Uh, while at False Bay, Bly lent Christian some cash. Uh-oh. Uh, some think that this was the cause of some tension between the two. Casino. Why, yeah, what, what are they spending? Uh, obviously, they've stopped so they can buy things. Yeah, they were there for a couple of months. So, um, it was, you know, it was a nice gesture on Bly's part, but apparently Bly didn't let, uh, didn't sort of, didn't miss chances to bring it up. So, it became oh, a bit of a... Oh, not one of those. Hey, hey, oh, yeah, you having a good day? Yeah, feeling like... Oh, did you buy that, did you buy that little shark yeah. tooth necklace you got there? That's pretty cool. Yeah? Where did you get the money for that? Oh, from me. Oh. Mm, that's well, interesting. You're welcome. That's cool. No, 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 no problem at all. all. Cool shark tooth necklace. Shocker, bro. <laughs> uh, from False Bay, loaded up with goodies from the supermarket, the bounty forged on with its journey. They then got ne- Pringles. <laughs> they got a Gatorade. Ooh. Uh, they got some bananas. Low GI, potassium. Oh, that's good. Mm. Energy. You won't crash. Energy. Muesli bars. They're good for the pocket. Yeah, and again, like low GI, just a good snack. Good mm, snack. Totally. They got some fish. They kissed them. But, uh... But who paid for that fish? Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Me. <laughs> I paid for your meal. <laughs> I can see how that would grate on you. <laughs> but it was a sweet harmony. <laughs> is it a harmony if one person does it? It's a solo it is, harmony. It is the way Dave does it. A one-man orchestra. I don't he's know a, how you do it. He's a, he's a beautiful angel. He's a songbird of our generation. I've been called worse. <laughs> I'm... Worse than the songbird <laughs> of your generation? Hard to believe, I know. <laughs> Hard to believe. <laughs> I was once called the songbird of my oh. year of birth, which is much worse than a generation. Fuck. It's true. That is a good point. Um, so their next stop was Adventure Bay in oh, Tasmania. Fuck yeah, Adventure Bay. Oh, that's much better than they Australia. They got trampolines. They got mini golf. <laughs> They got rock climbing. Now climbing. you can start using Bly's money. They've to got great effect. Oh, that's so kayaking. Oh, they've got a Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> they've got a Ripley's Believe It or Not. Bungee jumping. Bungee jumping. They've got a, a high rope course. They've got the snooker hall where my 12th uncle learnt to be. Ah. One of those yeah. sex swings. And a flying a fox. A but you stuff. can actually, for a little bit extra, you can <laughs> ride the flying fox. Into the sex swing. Yeah. They, oh. Which they call the Cape of Horn. <laughs> That's not it. Is that... Cape Horn? Cape of Horn. The Cape of Horn. They, well, it's a little different. It's a trademark. It's a trademark. Cape, cape of Horn. Cape horn, so they have to call it cape and you have horn. to wear a, a cape. Which, honestly, I prefer Cape of Horn. Yeah. It's more to the point. It is. Exactly. Even though it's... <laughs> small words. Small words, somehow. <laughs> is he borrowing money just to get T-shirts at all these destinations? Yeah. So when he goes home to his wife, he's like, check out where I was, baby. Tea towels. Adventure Bay. Established 1787. That sounds fun. Let's go to Adventure Bay. All right. All right let's first live show, Adventure Bay, Tasmania. Yeah. Down in Tassie, where uh, Dan Hart uh, first bugged me about you doing a Simpsons episode. Oh, he must be very happy. And we never even mentioned him on the episode because it was a golden hat one. Well, good job, Dan Hart. You did it. Well, sorry, did... sorry that you had to wait halfway in through the of... next episode to hear it. Well, though. in a lot of ways, he didn't do it because he uh, the pressure on Dave to do Dan's topic... Was building, built, building up, building over a year, and it was only when. Uh, but what do you mean by that? <laughs> it's only when the golden hat struck. That's right. But thank you, you. You couldn't give a shit about Dan Hart's suggestions, he, obviously. He's the Dan Hart of the podcast. I've said that many times. <laughs> Love you, Dan Hart. 
You say he's the oh the I get it, the heart of the okay. Yeah. That took me a sec, and I'm embarrassed. I had to ask the question. So this leg of the journey took around seven weeks to uh, go from Africa to Tasmania. You mean? Yep. Oh, that's pretty good time. They hung out in Adventure Bay, fishing, kissing him, oh, collecting water and timber, kissing them, chilling out for a bit, kiss the timber, recuperating, kissing the recuperation, etc. Uh, there was a little bit of tension building with Bly having to assert... Sexual tension. Sexual tension. Yeah. There was a little I bit of tension my... building in Bly's pants and... <laughs> the cape of horn was in his pants, am I right? He could go a jolly rogering sometime. <laughs> That's like a boating thing. Dave, am I wrong? That's true, the, the pirate flag, the skull Thank and crossbones you. is often called the jolly roger. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Well done. But if you see one, run. Into the ocean and swim home. <laughs> Turn your GPS on and follow the direction. Uh, so, yeah, there was a little bit of tension building up um, and uh, Bly had to assert his authority over his officers when they were, uh, there was increasing discontent. In one instance, Bly withdrew rations from the ship's carpenter for refusing to follow orders. What kind of orders must he have he would, So uh, the way I read it was that um, he's like, you're cutting the wood wrong. And the carpenter's like, just let me fucking cut the wood how oh I want to. And he's like, you're doing it wrong. And he's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, do it my way. And he's like, no. And he goes, go to the back to the ship. And the guy goes, I'm not going back to the ship. I'm just cutting. I'm a carpenter. And he goes, that's it. I'm cutting your food. And he goes, all right, I'll cut the wood however you fucking want it. Fuck. Is that how? Is that verbatim? Verbatim. It's a, That's interesting. Can I remind you that the uh, insolent one on Shackleton's expedition, McNish, was also the carpenter on board. Oh, there's an issue really? with carpenters. Can't fucking trust him. Oh, that's you know? so funny. And I imagine that this carpenter is also going to miss out on the polar medal. Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. Maybe because they didn't go to Antarctica. Yeah, that's probably why, but also because but also of the... Because of this wood-cutting nonsense. Nonsense. That's funny. Yeah, Jesus. He was a bit of an upstart. And he was just the start of it. Mm. Then we had this guy, name withheld, and also the Shackleton man. There were more examples of tension as the bounty sailed the final leg of the outbound journey to Tahiti, but probably no more than you would expect on such a voyage, you know? I don't think at this stage, I reckon lots of voyages have these little bits and pieces of action. Yeah, okay, right. Put a group of people together in a you know kind of stressful situation. There's going to be tension on a 91 footer. It's not very big. It's not very big. Uh, they did it's lo- approximately 91 foot long subs. Jeez, you talk over me a lot, Jess. I don't know if you ever noticed that. They did lose an able seaman named James Valentine due to incompetence on the part of the drunken surgeon Huggin. Oh no! What happened to him? Uh, Valentine cut his heart out. <laughs> yeah. Just whoops. whoops. Oh, <laughs> you've got a that... head. You've got a headache. I know it will help. Oh dear. It's not far off, um, oh. but but at the same time, I think back then this was some sort of normal practice, but Valentine was blood suffering letting. from asthma, and as treatment, Huggin used bloodletting. Oh, no. Uh, but he cooked it, and Valentine ended up dying from a blood infection. Shit. But in fairness, bloodletting is bullshit anyway. Yeah. He uh, he covered it up. He, he didn't want uh, them to know that he fucked it, so he, he told them that uh, he died of scurvy. And then uh, everyone had to get treated for scurvy, even though it wasn't a thing. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, Matt, I'm really sorry that I jumped in there when I said bloodletting. I was just excited because I, I thought I knew the answer. And it turns and out I did. did. turns out I did. It was but great. At the same time, 
it it didn't warrant jumping over you like that, and I'm really sorry. Hey, look, I don't mind. I don't mind a bit of jumping. I think when you do the report, that's just how it goes. I was just doing it because you, you, you often pick on me for that, but you yeah. probably do it to me more than I do it to you, and I just wanted you to be aware of that. Yeah. And, and with a direct example there. Absolutely. So just so, we, so we, we're all on the same page. And, and I, I want to apologise, and I will definitely... Hey, look, I want to apologise. ...be a lot more mindful of that. Please don't be. <laughs> that would be the uh, sort of get rid of this tension here, is if you both let out some blood. Good call. I'm Together, feeling, I've got a little blood blood yeah. tension building got, up in my veins. I've got too much blood in me. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Too much blood. <laughs> oh yeah. Put it in this bucket. You'll feel better. Mm. Oh right. yeah. T- oh, touch a dirty thing with your wound. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Rub your wound in that bucket of rusty nails. Okay, you're All the right. doctor. All right. Doctor's orders. Yeah, you've had fifteen vodkas this morning. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't, right? Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding, like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest, not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's, yeah. oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails oh my gosh. or uh, consulting. Should we after this get mani-pedis? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organise your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. The bounty arrived at Matavei Bay, Tahiti, on October 26, 1788. On arrival, Bly sought the cooperation of the local leaders. Chief Tynar remembered Bly from a previous Captain Cook voyage, so the meeting was warm between the two men, and Bly was able to organise a trade for the breadfruit plants. It was all very nice and easy. Oh, great. He gave some staff 
got the bread plants in, in return. They gave him Hart's blood. <laughs> they were happily and to receive it. And his body. Take him. Oh, yeah, he dead. Did I say that? Yeah, I would have. Yeah. yeah, he died. The bounty dropped its anchor and the crew got ready for a lengthy stay in order to ready the plants for the trip to the West Indies. During the stay, uh, the crew had a, a real fun time. Uh, the work was pretty easy and many of the men met local women and a lot of boning happened. Uh, oh. Some settled down into relationships and others just boned around. Wow. Boned around, did they? Yeah. Do you think in those households, um, are, the, are the Navy boys the uh, uh, first in charge or do you think they're... Their partners are second in charge. No, I think that the, the Navy people <laughs> are second in charge because they are guests of Aww, the Tahi- yeah. Tahitian people. But only when uh, their partners are out. Yeah, that's right. When they leave, they become first in charge. Interesting. Fletcher Christian fell for a Tahitian woman named Maotua. Um, and this is... I'm going to play out what happened next. Oh, in you're going to act it out? Do you say yes. in, in your mind? In my mind. I'm going to do it very let's, quietly. Let's <laughs> no, all right. No, all right. I'm going to do it out loud. Thank you. So this is sort of how it went. Let's see if you guys think this is a good or fucked. Oh, I'm falling for you, Mauatua, but we've got to do something about this name. It's a bloody mouthful. I'm going to shorten it to Isabella. <laughs> <laughs> so you cha- yeah, you changed her name to Isabella. Like, Couldn't you know you... how fucked... Like, uh, back then... The colonialists are just like, all right, I'm going to come here and change this city name. No, no, it's not that anymore. It's this. But doing it to a human right in front of them. And it's nothing even like a pet name. It's not like Michelle or something. It's not even, it's it's even similar to it. it. Surely, if you're going to... Anyway, if it was... And do you know where he got the name from? It's the name of an old girlfriend. Oh, that's brutal. Um, if I may, sorry, just to jump in as a, as a woman... I uh, I don't really understand where you're coming from here, because like my name is Jess now, right? But once I find a man, yeah, uh, I I guess I'll be whatever he names me. Right. But okay. on the flip side, I will be first in charge at home. Oh, oh, that's the trade-off. That's you've a made. trade-off. So that's I'd a, be whatever okay. name he chooses. And Jess is a mouthful. Yeah, Jess. Yes. So yuck. Does yuck. it go be like this? Hi, I'm Dave. What's your name? What do you want to call me? Whatever you want it to be, baby. Oh, that's how I would say it personally, but that's because I am just charming. So it sounds like he's just a bit of a role player. He just wants to bring back his old girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Which for Maltour is a bit fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bly kept his dick in I'm his kidding, pants. I'm by the way. But was... Did you say... Sorry. I need to hear Jess's thing, then I need to hear Matt's thing. Too. I said I'm kidding, by the way. I oh, just sorry. wanted to be very I think you clear. said I'm keen, by the way. Keen for? Changing your name to whatever people No, want. I'm definitely not. My name's Good. Jess. And Matt, who, what did Bly do? Uh, Bly kept his dick in his pants, <laughs> but was okay <laughs> with his cruise activities, saying the allurements of dissipation are beyond anything that can be conceived. Yeah. I think he's saying... Call on whatever you want. He's just saying, look... I mean, there are women here, and there aren't any on the boat. Oh, Go get them. The allurements of dissipation, dissipation are beyond anything that can be conceived. I think he's saying it's, you it's just hard. wouldn't believe it. It's just hard to control yourself. Okay. What but he managed place. to control himself. Yeah, he was. Ma- I think he was married back home. Oh, good boy. As some of the others were as well, I think. Oh, bad boys. <laughs> While he was cool with the boning, he still expected them to satisfactorily complete their duties. 
Uh, on this score, he was increasingly disappointed, feeling that his men were becoming slacker. Mm-hmm. It was starting to really piss him off. Hey, bone, but not on my time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah, yeah. don't you dare be banging bone on Bone on your time. own time. Bone on your own. But when you're on the ship, keep it That's in your a pants. no bone zone. That's a no bone yeah. zone. <laughs> the greenhouse is a known bone zone. Yeah. You just said known bone That's zone. No, <laughs> bone That's zone. the opposite. So if you want to come on him, <laughs> the greenhouse is a known bone zone. Yeah, but we don't want it to be anymore. Uh, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> you ha- Only come alone to the no bone zone. Come. Oh, but come alone to the known bone zone would be even cooler. Oh, God, so many rhymes. I'm so confused. <laughs> many of his officers copped disciplinary action and Fletcher Christian was no different. Uh-ohs. His, his boy. Uh, floggings were happening mm. more regularly, not in the bone zone. It's a different <laughs> oh. kind of flogging. Oh, oh, sorry. Is that a universal thing? Flogging? No, is that even anything? <laughs> no, I don't think that is. It is, isn't is it? it? Flogging. I don't know. You flog the something, don't you? Yeah, flog your log. Oh, that doesn't <laughs> sound right <laughs> so good. Oh. <laughs> Tension was building in the room. <laughs> let out the blood. <laughs> oh, I got a no. blood. Got to let my blood out. <laughs> oh, that's, no, that no, seems no. worse. That's no good. Um, so floggings were happening more regularly after barely happening at all on the journey uh, out there. Mm-hmm. You know, there was only a couple of instances. Six weeks into the Tahitian stay, Huggin died what? of booze-related ailments. Oh, Is this no. the, the surgeon? It was the boozy, boozy boy. Oh, that's no good. After copping a flogging, crewman William Muspratt, along with John Millwood and Charles Churchill, deserted, taking a boat as well as guns and ammo. They got away but were found three weeks later and, as punishment for their desertion, were flogged. Oh. So he, he, oh, he but... fleed a flogging and he got... So they Flogged. Oh. Flogged in return, on return. God, it doesn't sound like that big of a punishment, is it? He's, he's dishing them out all over all the place. All right, mate, we'll give you a flog, see what you think. No, but like, you're, you're running to escape a flogging. When you get caught, it should be, oh, it should be a at worse least punishment. a double flogging. Mm. So if you think they were, if they were out running, if they were running away from a death penalty, for example, what do you think the appropriate penalty should then well, be? Well, I'll kill you and then I'll flog you. Interesting. I reckon it's tricky though because he also wants them to, to help. Help, yeah. yeah. So you, and flogging is probably already not great for their mm. ability to plant plants. Yeah. Work continued with over a thousand breadfruit plants potted and readied for the journey. Still not sure what breadfruit is. I think it's some sort. Let's call it some sort of a wheat thing. It's just like you grow seeds and you can eat them. I'm looking it up. Uh, with many of the crew finding life on the island being idyllic, apart from obviously the flogging, it was hard. <laughs> it was a hard pill to swallow that they were having to reboard the ship and leave it all behind. And I, I mean, I can see that, but I mean, they signed up. I know. At the end of a holiday, job. it is hard, but you've got the ticket back. You've got to use it. And in early April 1789, the bounty set sail again. So everyone got on board. Everyone got on board. Oh. If I can jump in, yes, breadfruit. Like this is what it looks oh. like. It looks like a. It looks like lemons. Looks like a fruit. Lemons that have like uh, crab herpes. Ooh. And it's a. Uh, I can see why they're so valuable. Species of flowering tree in the mulberry and jackfruit family. So it's not. It's got nothing to do with bread. Bread, but fr- it does have something to do with fruit. There we go. That's the Bay of Truth versus the Bay of False. I wonder why they're so into uh, breadfruit. And the Bay of Adventure. Mm. Uh, eating one of those would be an adventure. <laughs> Very interesting. There you go. 
despite the crew's disappointment in having to leave, I'm glad you cleared that up because what I said was wrong. It's not. It's yeah. It's not wheat or. It's anything a, to the I think I just I, I jumped to that conclusion. Fair enough. Look, you're only human. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> despite the crew's disappointment in having to leave, prominent historians say that they were not yet considering mutiny. Is this the distant relatives, I imagine, are like yeah. commenting on people well, I mean, that in a way, we're died distant, 400 years ago? Relatives, yeah. I think they're going off books and stuff. People keep journals back then. I wish I did. Back then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we I wish you did too. too. Imagine all the things I, I, I could remember that I did. Flogging, <laughs> boning, potting. Etc. Etc. Imagine the three activities. That these the main big ones, yeah. Over the following weeks after setting sail from Tahiti, Bly became more brutal with his treatment of the crew, and some say he was also becoming a little more paranoid. Two or three weeks after leaving Tahiti, they arrived in Namuka, in what Namuka. is now known <laughs> as Tonga. Tonga. Taking a different turn, humming instead of singing. Oh, good. 75 nice episodes, everybody. <laughs> it's a new chapter. <laughs> These were the humming years. <laughs> Never look back, she said. <laughs> Never look back. <laughs> Bly gave Christian the difficult task of going ashore to get supplies from the locals, um, but they were a little bit hostile to him. He came back empty-handed, and uh, Bly called him a damn cowardly rascal. Oh, you rascal. Oh. You rascal. Yeah, rascal softens it a bit. Rascal's cute. Damn cowardly rascal. And then he ruffled yeah, his hair. Yeah, and then he gave him a treat. During this time, when they were anchored there, uh, an anchor, I guess not the main anchor, was also stolen from the ship, thought to be by the locals, resulting in Bly berating Christian further. Bly also accused Christian of stealing coconuts, then punished the entire crew for it. Okay. Wow. Right. He did it. Now you all get flogged. Yeah. So it's like, a bit like he's enjoying flogging. Yeah. Yeah, he's starting to get a taste for Is he it. See the flogmaster? He's the flogmaster. Does he do the flogging? Nah, he doesn't do the flogging. But what about the person who does the Imagine flogging? Imagine if there's one Someone's guy. Flog them. Hmm. What if there's one guy who's just his main role is to flog? They'd all hate him. Uh but then yeah, he gets in trouble, he's gotta flog himself. They are, I reckon about don't worry, Larry, we know you're just doing your job. Do you reckon? I reckon. That's nice. Nothing personal, mister. Because you know what happens if Larry doesn't flog? He just has to have the day off. And Can't have that. He's a, he loves to work. He loves it. He doesn't love to flog, but he loves to work. Yeah, he's and got flogging good... is working, so it's a, it's a confusing dichotomy. Yeah, but he struggles. The tough treatment was starting to get to Christian. Christian. He was, he was considering doing a runner. Mm-mm. Well, not, not a runner, because obviously you need to get in a boat. More of a floater. Oh. He's going to do a floater. He's going to do a floater. <laughs> that doesn't quite work. But when some other members of the crew found out his intentions, they convinced him to stay as he would have the overwhelming support of the crew to take control of the ship from Bly. That's oh. what he was being. Someone read his diary and he's written, I'm thinking of doing a floater. <laughs> and someone was like, I read what you wrote. And I think you're a very brave boy, but you have to stay. And he's like, Collins, we've been through this. Stop reading my diary. Stop it. I hid it under my pillow. I didn't think he'd look there. Uh, it was one of these guys who was trying to tell him that he, he would have support if he, if he looked to mutiny um, was a man named George Stewart, <gasps> my bloody great-great-great-grandfather. That's why I know exactly what he was thinking you about. You would know what he, he felt at the time. I knew what he felt. Yeah, I knew what he felt. He felt, what did he he felt? felt real good. 
Did he? He now? felt empowered. He felt emboldened. Oh. And he felt like, you know, if only he could get Christian on side, they could do anything. Oh. oh. He actually he said apparently told Christian that the that the rest of the crew were ripe for anything. Ripe like the breadfruit. <laughs> yeah. Christian spoke to men including Matthew Quintel, uh, one of the first men to cop a flogging, Edward Young and Isaac Martin, and they gave him the confidence that he had the support of the men. After thinking hard on it, he had a, he had a long night, sleepless night, thinking about it. Early the next morning on April the 28th, 1789, he decided it was go time. <gasps> oh, my God. Uh, so this is now Today's the Today's the day. Yeah, yeah. It happens quite quickly. It's surprising. It sounds like it's quite easy. Chris, uh, Christian quickly gained control of the top deck uh, with the help of his fellow mutineers. Then he went down to Bly's cabin. Uh, he took out a few people on the way. Not taking them out. wasn't killing anyone. Just like, hey, shh. If you're against me, then just shush up, please. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, fuck. Is no this, talking. Is this a mutiny? <laughs> oh, no. Shh, 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 shh. Uh, hit, hitting the silent panic, panic button underneath the, the desk. Yeah. But it's, it sounded it read like it was quite a, quite an easy thing. Uh, he went up in it went into Bly's room. Bly got a pretty upset. They're like, "Don't talk, otherwise, you know, there's trouble." And he's going, "Help, help, or whatever. Come, I'm getting mutiny. Come and get me. Help me out." Um, sort of thing. Um, and they tied him up, and then they marched him out of there. I'm getting mutinied. It's sort of like it, it would feel like. I guess he didn't see it coming, right? Because. He 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 thought he was a disciplinary father figure. Yeah. Disciplinarian father figure. And it's just like, this is what you do to the boys. You wouldn't expect your boy to then come and say, now I'm the dad. Yeah. yeah. The boys love a flogging. Don't you? Oh, I never knew. <laughs> you should have just communicated with me openly. It's too late, Dad. That's as it's he goes late. off yeah. the plank. Splash. <laughs> there was a, there was a lot of commotion. splash. Yeah. Splash. <laughs> there was a lot of commotion with the mutineers and the loyalists all making a lot of noise. Loyalists are obviously the non-mutineers, the ones who were sticking with... Mutineers would be a cool Bly. band name. Oh, yeah. It's got to already be one, I reckon. I'm thinking it's of Lumineers. Cool yeah, I was thinking Lumineers as well. Are they cool? They're pretty cool. All right. The loyalists. Less cool. Not bad, though. There's something uncool about being loyal. Yeah. Mutineers, though. Cool. Oh, bad boys. (laughs) Um, So they were all making a lot of noise. Christian told one of the senior loyalists uh, named Friar. uh, Friar Tuck. Friar Tuck, yes. (laughs) So you you keep saying you don't know this story, but... uh, He he said to Friar that um, he'd been in hell for weeks past... Captain Bly has brought this on himself. Apparently that's what he said. Christian thought he'd be able to set the loyalists adrift on the ship's smaller boat, uh, but he was caught a bit off guard by how many men actually wanted to leave with Bly. He thought he had the majority, but in oh, the end he didn't, he didn't actually have the majority. He had oh, so why aren't they just going, actually, where the majority? Well, they, they caught the jump on him. They had guns. They they went and got the guns and they oh, sort of... So they, okay, they're armed. Yeah, they... Yeah, and he was, you know, basically taking people out while they were sleeping. So, not taking them out, but... But shushing them. Shushing them while they were sleeping. <laughs> I was asleep. I was making no noise. Now I'm awake. I can make a lot more noise awake. Shh. That was a bad... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he shushed, shushed like he meant it that time. Yeah. Like he meant it. Better do what he says. I better shush. Yeah, ooh. Um. So, yeah, more than half the men on board w- uh, wanted to leave. Over 20 men. Um... 
So he ended up having to use the ship's largest boat, and even that became overcrowded. So, but so not the main boat, but the ship's. Yeah, the ship's. So he's, fine, we'll set you adrift on the bounty. <laughs> See if you like that. <laughs> As they're drifting away on a small lifeboat, he's like, "Oh fuck!" And also, this has not gone well. Also, we packed it full of yummy food, so you're oh. set for ages. Yeah, we left the cannons, the guns, and all those plants. You can sell for millions yeah. of pounds on board. See ya. Oh shit. Oh no. Millions of pounds. <laughs> What have we done? They went over to get cheap food supply, but those that cheap food is worth millions. <laughs> millions. No, what have we done? We had, we went over to feed slaves, and we all ended up as being millionaires. Accidental millionaires. Oh no, that's the best kind of millionaire. Because uh, they they respect it more. You know, they appreciate totally. it when you're accidentally a millionaire. You don't take it for granted. You know. So even the big boat was overcrowded. Um, Christian let everyone leave who wanted to leave. Uh, is, is, do you get the feeling that it's like a shitty rowboat or it is like a boat that they could feasibly a, get home in? No, no, yeah, there's a sail on it and stuff like that. Oh, okay, so it's not, they're not leaving him to die. It's a small boat, but yeah, he's given him a... He, he's like, after letting him go, he, go he, he had the thought. He's like, there's a chance they might make it back, so I've got to be aware of that. There's a chance they might make it back. They might make it back to England. So he's like... There's a chance that the English Navy might come for me because uh, right, Bly makes it back and lets them know. Because now I'm a pirate. He's like, it's un- I, I think he's thinking it's unlikely, but it, there's a chance. Wow. Um, that pre- that's pretty horrible that you put 20 men in a boat and you're thinking it's more likely they'll die than make it. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's also given them the choice. Anyone could stay who wanted to. Um, or and he, and he did leave everyone, let everyone go who wanted to, apart from... A few men named Norman McIntosh and Coleman. A few good men. A few good men uh, who had skills he saw as vital to the success of the. So they journey. legit are a few good men for his. Survival. So they've got they've got skills that are vital. So let's guess what those skills are. Obviously, one of them is going to be a social media expert. Oh, for sure. Look, the search engine optimization of this ship. He's got to get rid of blind. He's going to be tweeting. He's got to get rid of that fake news. Fake news. Yeah. I'm not listening. What else? So social media, obviously. What else? Um, uh, I imagine some sort of French pastry chef. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously, all, that would make sense. How would I live without the croissant? <laughs> Seriously, how would I? I, I? I love croissants so much. I've got no idea. It was actually the two uh, carpenters' mates when Norman and Macintosh. And oh, the... I can't trust a fucking carpenter, and I reckon they'll come back and ruin this. And the... they were carpenters made to stay. They will fuck this up. Mark my words. And they... and and Coleman was the armorer. Oh, what do you need an armorer for? He saw him as very. Where's the pastry chef? Yeah, I know it seems weird. I don't. I think they must have also had other skills with. Like pastry chef. Just like shipping sort of skills. So sorry, Matt. Uh, yeah, sorry. Obviously, like. Pastry chefing. Thank you. Yeah. And the other things. Social media. Well. Social media. Yeah. Cat grooming. Yes. <laughs> uh, also cat getting because they needed to get them first. Yeah. So they got the one guy to get the cats and one to groom them. And then they've got heaps of cats. Got- but pretty cats. <laughs> they weren't happy about it, those three. The and cats. they pleaded with Bly to remember that they stayed against their will. And Bly replied, never fear, lads. I'll do you justice if I ever reach England. Uh, Bly's clerk... Well, that's just made them unpopular with everyone on board the yeah. ship they're now on. Yeah, but I mean, they already were. They're like, we don't want to... We, we don't, don't want to We don't want to be here. We've made that very clear. You're making us. Mm, Why are you letting them go? Interesting. Bly's the one you don't like the most. Make him stay. In my way. Yeah, yeah that's weird. In my world, I would take a punt on whoever I think is going to make it. 
Yeah, I'm you would. Go with them. But I'd stick with my morals. Mine's the cowardly choice, I know. But I, I think would... a lot of people probably did that as well, right? Yeah, and also, sure. like, because if you stay, you can't ever go home. You've just got to try and make your way on an island somewhere. But they fucking loved that lifestyle. They did like that lifestyle, but they had that lifestyle in part because of the good relationships mm. they had with England. Cook and and previous visitors. Oh, yeah, and Blind knew the... The head. Yeah. And it always guy. seems nice when you're on holiday, you know? Like a short period of time, you're like, I could live like this forever. And then, you know, you try and you go, actually, no, I don't want to live like this forever. Yeah, I don't want to live out of a suitcase. What am I doing? No. Why? Come back. I don't want to live on this tropical paradise. Yuck. I want to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. That was really fun. I want to go back to cold weather. Yeah. Get, get me out of this sunshine. Fly's boat was given food and water uh, that would last for about a week or just under. That is not long enough. Because um, they're, what, they're, what, three, six months away from England? Yeah. <laughs> Even but, a week? Yeah, I think the, the plan immediately for Bly was he could see volcano smoke from the island they wanted to get to. So they weren't that far away. It was definitely a possible thing. From the nutrients of a volcano. Yeah, I was just thinking, oh, they went far from a volcano. Mm, Great. Yeah. And that was a nice volcanic island. Oh, that's um, nice. Uh, Tell that to the people of Pompeii. Yeah. Huh? Oh, it's so nice living near a volcano. The people who now live in Pompeii? Yeah, because they cash in on that tourist dollar. They love it. They love the volcano. Ah, good point. Well played, Matthew. And so quick. Mm. Fuck you. Then then at the last minute, um, so they, they packed them up. It was funny, it was like everyone was going back to their rooms, getting their stuff. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it was just such a nice, orderly thing. Getting their hair straight Apart from now. the fact that it's just like, just kill them. Why aren't you just throwing them overboard? Oh. That's, don't you think? You're letting them have one of your boats. And you just kill them. Well, but that's... I guess if they're mutiny, it's like we're doing, there's a, because you're breaking the rules anyway, right? You're basically committing a war crime or something. It's just interesting that you would go straight to killing them. Well, it just feels like... Is it is it an us or because in reverse it, they would kill them, wouldn't they? I think if you do get caught being a mutineer at the time, it you will get, be hanged. get hanged. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, Bly, uh, so and right at the end, I like this. Right, right as they were about to head off, they threw in some um, swords or some cutlasses, some knives. So they even gave them some weapons. Right, but no guns. But right at the very end. Now, guns would have been harder. <laughs> they given them three cutlasses <laughs> and four rocket launchers. And <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> dark, dark. Go, go, quick! Row! <laughs> Row! <laughs> of the 44 men left alive on the bounty, 19 went off with Bly. Okay, so they do have the majority on the bounty. Yeah, but that was, there, were multiple, there were those three and a few others who didn't really want to leave. Oh, but yeah. So it was about 50-50 in the end then. Yeah, or just I think it was more wanted to leave than wanted to stay, but it flipped around. After Bly headed off, the mutineers threw the bread plants into the sea. After all that work, what? Couldn't they like sell them and stuff? I guess they're just like we don't fucking want these. Yeah, it feels like that could have been something to them, right? But wow, I guess they're just, just taking up a lot of space. Threw them into the sea. Yeah, maybe they just wanted to get the big uh, big bedroom back. <laughs> Christian knew that the bounty failing to return to England meant that it was only a matter of time before a search party came for them. Or like you said, if Bly got back, then they'd be like, oh shit, they're coming for us. But either way, there'd be at least a search party looking for them or a search party looking for the mutineers. Yeah, right. Knowing this, he took the bounty to an island called Tubuai. 
uh, an island south of Tahiti that he knew could be easily defended due to it being almost entirely surrounded by a coral reef. That's it's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. It is pretty smart, but it does seem like a lot of effort they've gone to just to get away from a guy that was giving him a few floggings. Just wait a few more just weeks. Just behave yourself. You all get paid. Yeah, that's... And then you don't have to hang out with this guy anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's... He's not being... If he was like being a crazy guy that was like executing people left, front and centre, you'd understand. It was life and death. Yeah, yeah. but just flogging... And then they because went... Because you're not hey, doing you that should thing. Probably, you should be in charge. All right, maybe I will throw away our lives. Yeah, it, it is an amazing... It's a big choice. Choice. And he thought about it for one night. <laughs> No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, I'm doing it. Well, I mean, his other, what he was about to do was a lot more dangerous, go off by himself yeah, that, in that, a raft. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked out. And take out. his chances. But he, uh, it's a smaller crime to be a deserter than to be a mutineer, mutineer, I guess. I'm saying that like I know that for sure. Right, I imagine but, uh, that would yeah, be Yeah, so true. they go and set up as if they know they're going to be attacked. And if you know you're going to be attacked and there's only, what, 25 of you? Well, they're like, it's a matter of time, but he reckons this place, you could protect yourself from anyone coming at sea. It'd be, be a lot easier to protect yourself from there. But, I mean, how, then another one comes? like Yeah, there's 25 and people. And another one comes. And another one. <laughs> another one another comes one. the dust. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's me coming dust. Get that checked. <laughs> yeah. That is not okay. He should not be coming dust. The reception from the <laughs> inhabitants of the island was hostile, though with a flotilla of war canoes coming out to greet them. Ah, see, there's always a... I was going to say silver lining, but the opposite of that. (laughs) This coral reef's great, except for the uh, flotilla of attack canoes coming towards us. flotilla. That's a pretty cool word, word, isn't it? That's a fantastic word. Flotilla. Mm. That's a good band name. Flotilla of war canoes. Pantera and flotilla? (laughs) The flotilla in Manila. Oh, Oh, David. Very good. Uh, the the uh, men on the bounty killed about a dozen of these warriors, mm. and then they went uh, went and surveyed the island and liked what they saw, you know, apart from and all the said, dead bodies ours, floating around. Ours now. But they realised that they needed women to create a permanent settlement and decided to head back to Tahiti to pick up some ladies. Let's go pick up some broads. Wow. So they're like starting like a, like a cult type thing. Like a Let's new, pick up some I guess, I guess that Yeah, they're thinking like, I guess they're thinking to the next generation. But also maybe, they, yeah, I don't know. So they, they just want to have a new life. They're happy to live there forever. Yeah. So I guess went, that's the idea. They went yeah. back to Tahiti and hit the clubs to pick up some chicks. Yeah. <laughs> They put up a few uh, no- on notice boards. Yeah. Wanted. The chicks. Women. The, the chicks. <laughs> Apply now. The Are you a woman? <laughs> I guess one of the... One of Do the... you read English? <laughs> well, read on. <laughs> Matt, do read on. Cool. Sorry, I kept jumping in. To make the Tahitian chiefs cooperate, because they weren't obviously... Uh, Coming in there going, hey, you know, you're good mates of Bly. Yeah, we just fucked him over. Also, can we have all of your women? Thank you so much. Yes. So they needed a story. And the story they gave them was that Bly, Christian and Captain Cook were founding a new settlement. Uh, Captain Cook was dead by this time, but that they didn't realize that. Or News the, hadn't got to the Tahitians. The Tahitians. The, the Tahitians didn't realize that. So they, they accepted that and um, that name dropped. Ensured that they were looked after. Not <laughs> a name dropping. And they set sail back to Tubai with thirty Tahitian men and women, gifts and livestock. So we- men and women. Yeah, more women, but also some men for helping with labour, like building the settlement. I guess. Also, ah, just a bit like of diversity. Sounds like the Tahitians just said yes to anything. Do they get anything out of it apart from the fact that they thought they were helping 
Um, good? Um, that's, I'm not sure. Like an exchange? Also, like, do they... How about those plants? Oh, fuck, we put them in the border. Yeah, and I, 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 are they missing out a part where they've got guns drawn or anything like and that? And did the Probably people not. want to go? Like, were they volunteers to go over there? Or was it just like, you, 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 in you go, in the boat? In this case, I, I'm not sure, but I, and there are parts of the story where there were people taken. Well, you, you'll hear about it soon. Oh, no. That one, pro- I imagine that some of them, you know, why would you want to go on this thing? Adventure. Just a change mm, yeah, of maybe, scene. Maybe. Get away from your ex-boyfriend, you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Or maybe you're like, oh, Captain Cook, we we know yeah. and respect him for some reason. I don't know. I just need to move. I just need to be like away from Jerry. I just need to get away from him. Maybe. I, a fresh start. I think some space would be really good to help him move on because like, I know I've moved on. Do you know what I mean? I'd like a coral reef between me and Jerry at all times. Yeah. Jerry's a creep. Wait, you went from wanting to look after him to calling him a creep pretty quickly. Well, it's kind of like looking after him and looking after me. Do you know what I mean? Have you moved on, really? Do we need to talk this out? I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay, well, when we get to this island, once we get through the coral, I think we need to have a chat. Okay, well, you can't force me to open up to you. Like, I'll do it in my own time. I am not. I won't force you, but just know my hut door doesn't exist. So, <laughs> you can come in. We've got an open, door, open hut policy. Yeah. Okay, I haven't built it yet. Well, I mean, we're not even there. The hut, to be honest, isn't there either. But, okay, just to, sorry, just to clarify that when you do build the hut, do, okay, this is like a three-part question. Okay. Do you plan on putting a door on the hut? Yes. Okay, uh, second part. Once there is a door on the hut, is that an open door hut policy? Are you saying like I, I'm welcome to some talk to you anytime? But or are you yes. saying like too bad, so sad, once there's a door on the hut, it's closed? No, look, I'm willing to take the hinges off the door again. No, no, I just wanted you to open it. Oh, well, look, this is getting very complicated. Uh, Do you want the door on or not? I think that... You know, safety and privacy. Keep the door on, but can I visit and t- talk to you Look, if I, and when I, I'm ready? This isn't working for me. Oh my god, this is Jerry. Can we get, sorry, can we, Jerry can, can we get another? Can we get? Can we change her for another one, please? <laughs> I feel like there needs to be a door between you two at all times. In real life or in that sketch we just did? <laughs> all times. Interesting. The Tabay settlement was largely unsuccessful. I, did I say any of those words right? Unsuccessful. Yeah. You said was, right? <laughs> the two... I can't... It's really tripped me up, this word. T-U-B-U-A-I. It's the name of an island. How would you say that, Dave? T-U-B-U-A-I. How would you say that, Jess? Thank well, you. That's a follow-up question. Would you say Tubuai? Tubuai. Okay, great. Jess? Tubui. Tubui. I like that better. <laughs> uh, the Tubui settlement was largely unsuccessful. Christian was unable to form friendly relations with the local chiefs. And the women. Possibly in part because they killed a bunch of their warriors not yeah, long before. Yeah, a dozen. Uh, there mm. were violent clashes with the locals also uh, from then on, with one battle resulting in 66 of the locals' deaths. Oh, See, shit. that's it. That's Kill one less one or four guns. more. Right. 66 a good year, though. Saints only premiership in year 66. Yeah, oh my God. Also, England's only World Cup victory. There you go. What a fact. You knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that. His crew of mutineers were beginning to quarrel as well. Um, so to bring it all to a head, Christian f- allowed a free vote. And in this vote, eight of the men remained loyal to him. It's funny, now the loyalists... He's splitting the party. the mutineers. He's splitting the party. He's splitting the party. It's no good. But the other 16 wanted to return to Tahiti to take their chances. Oh, boy. And that's what happened. Christian delivered those 16 men back to Tahiti. Uh but he realised himself that he could not remain there after what he'd done, obviously. What? Had they found out that it was a lie, the colony? Uh, 
The, no. ta- the Tahitian he, chiefs that he'd taken the 30 people from. Do they find out that he lied? Is that uh, why he no, can't go there? N- not as yet, but that he knows that it's an, only a matter of time. Right, right, right. Um, I did say that he delivered the 16 men, but it was only 15, as he again held Joseph Coleman against his wishes. Is this the, the builder? Uh, he was... Is it, was yeah, it the he same was guy the, that was held before against it? Yeah, one of those. That guy's been fucked. Yeah, the... Um, what oh, do they call him? Tw- two Armorist. Times, two times he said, who wants to leave? Not you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> two times. Oh. It was again being, uh, seen as being too valuable. Uh, on their oh, return to Tahiti, the reception... So so they delivered them, though, the 16 or the 15 men. The bounty um, sailed back to Tahiti to drop them off. And on their return to Tahiti, the reception was much less welcoming as the Tahitians had learnt of their lie. Um, a, a visiting uh, oh, British ship told them that Captain Cook had been long dead. And they were like, oh, hang on a second. Hold the phone. Fearing the Tahitians would react negatively to the lie, Christian decided to leave quickly, but not before hosting a party on the ship. Of course. Inviting mainly women. All right. When the party was really starting to get going, they cut the anchor Orgy. It's rope, an orgy, isn't it? And they sailed away with the guests. So, okay, and have they dropped off the 15 that want to go home? They'd, yeah, they'd dropped them off and they'd picked up... So they'd... 30 women. And, and with the with the orgy as a distraction, Coleman and escaped overboard. And the orgy overboard. sails on. That's a beautiful boat. Coleman got off. And reached land safely. Yeah, so he... Yeah, while everyone's banging, he was just like, <gasps> I've got to go. Now's my chance. A few of the women Christian had abducted were a bit older and he had no use for them. So he dropped them off on a different island. Oh. How fucked is that? Oh, no. He's picked them up without them knowing, sailed them away and gone, oh, you're too old. You can't have kids or whatever he's thinking. You can't, you can't do labor in either of the meanings. So um, we're going to drop you off on another island. So he's just going, oh, you're old. We're taking you from your home and putting you over here. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> bye. Sorry. Sorry, bye. Cookie. I guess, again, he could have just chucked him overboard. So it's not the worst thing he could have sure, done. Sure, he's a hero is what It's the second worst thing he could have done. Uh, yeah, it was two RC of the things he could have done. Second probably. in charge of bad things. So at this stage, the bounty comprised uh, nine mutineers. Christian, Young, Quintel, Brown, Martin, John Williams, William McCoy, John Mills and John Adams. Uh, and then plus another 20 Polynesian, 14 of which were women. Women. Of the 15 who were dropped off at Tahiti, uh, there were mixed fortunes. Some built a boat with the thought of sailing to a Dutch settlement to surrender with the hope of proving their innocence, which is uh, not a bad plan. There, then there were others whose tactic was a little different. They just got drunk a lot. Um, Churchill, That'd be you, Churchill was one of those, and so was Matthew Thompson. There we go. And they went down that route, uh, both of them ending up dying violent deaths. Oh. Yeah, what, what, getting to a bar fight? Yeah, bar fights. They, were, they went to the saloon. <laughs> the Tahitian uh, saloon. On, yeah, on the wrong night. And, uh, yeah, with the wrong attitude. <laughs> wrong like, place, wrong time. Oh. Their heart ended up on the wrong side of their inside. Oh, no. The outside, that Ooh. is. <laughs> their heart was extracted. While that was all going on, Bly's plan was to sail to the Dutch settlement of Kupang in Timor. It was tough. This bit of the story could be its own episode, right? I'm, I'm bringing it down to one paragraph. They encountered rough conditions and they lost men. People died. And uh, that journey, it, it took months. Because they're on a pretty small, shitty ship. Well, they're on, they're on a much smaller ship than the Bounty, and you already said the Bounty was small, so 
But it was, you know, it wasn't like a rowboat or something like that. There was a sail, I'm pretty sure. Because at one point I heard I heard someone say that, that he put up the sail. That is very good observation Thank of you. then. Thank you. I'm going to call you Sherlock Holmes over there. Oh, I wonder why who's, that. Who's I, our little Sherlock, I'll say. <laughs> I don't get, don't get the reference, get but a thank Sherlock. you. Good Call to me Sherlock. Good to see you, champ. <laughs> Sherlock. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, by, um, yes, cutting a long story short, on the 12th of June, they sighted the Timor coast, uh, where, which is what they were heading for. Bly described this moment in his journal. He said, it is not possible for me to describe... Did I just say he described it in his journal? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and his comment was, it is not possible for me to describe the pleasure of, of which the blessing of the sight of this land diffused among us. Among, among us. Among us. And on 14th of June, a few days later, with a homemade Union Jack flag hoisted, they sailed into Kupang. They did it with crayons. Uh, there, Bly <laughs> reported the mutiny. Some of the supplies they were given were crayons. <laughs> yeah. There, Bly reported the mutiny. And from there, they headed back to, or headed across to what is now known as Jakarta, where they awaited a ship home to England. In the time of waiting for that ship, the Jakarta um, weather took out a few of the men. Uh-oh. A few people died, and then on the on the journey home, a few more died. But oh, no. how many are left? A few, including Bly, a few, a few of the the cool dudes. Uh, when Bly landed in England on 14th of March 1790, news of the mutiny had preceded him, and he arrived a hero. What a weird way to become a hero. Someone overpowered you. <laughs> Someone stole My your, hero. Someone stole your golf cart. <laughs> You're a hero. In October. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Please take me to my hero quarters. <laughs> Please call me a captain. Please. Please. Oh, sorry. We've we've changed your bedroom at home into a little nursery <laughs> for pot plants. <gasps> Not again. In October 1790, at a formal court-martial for the loss of the bounty, he was honourably acquitted of responsibility for the loss and was promoted to post-captain. So he's beyond captain. He's beyond it. (laughs) You are beyond captain. He's like, I mean, there's like like modern and there's post-modern and there's like captain and he's like post-captain. Do you know what I mean? He he had to deliver mail. (laughs) He's the captain of the post. Captain of the post. In no- promoted you to mailman. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. But not a bit Captain Mailman. Oh, yeah. He leads the mailmen. In November 1790, the Admiralty dispatched the frigate HMS Pandora under Captain Edward Edwards to capture the mutineers and return them to England to stand trial. Pandora arrived at Tahiti on the 23rd of March 1791, and a few days later, all surviving bounty men had either surrendered or been captured. Oh, that's pretty quick. I reckon. Yeah. To get him. It's a quick turnaround. Eddie Edwards gets it done. Yeah, he is efficient AF. Edwards made no distinction. This is how efficient he is. He made no distinction between mutineers and those who claimed they had been detained on the bounty against their will. Don't care. They were all kept prisoner on the Pandora in a specifically constructed box referred to as Pandora's box. Ah. <laughs> It was a fun noise. <laughs> <laughs> Failing to find any further information about the bounty's whereabouts, they sailed because the people of Tahiti and the men who were left there didn't know, so he wasn't really able to get any clues from them. Um, so when he couldn't figure out anything there, they sailed again in search of the bounty around the Pacific Islands, but to no avail. Giving up that search, Edwards headed for the Dutch East Indies, which seems to be a real, real hub. Hot spot. Yeah, that's where you... That's where all the good stuff is. On the 29th 
of August 1791, Pandora ran aground on the Great Barrier Reef. Uh-oh, I know where that is. The men in Pandora's box were ignored as the regular crew attempted to prevent the ship from foundering. When Edwards gave the order to abandon ship, they began to remove the prisoner's shackles, but the ship went down before they could finish. So oh. What? So some of them were just shackled in? Some of them just got yeah, drowned in shackles. What? It was fucked. Um, oh, man. Yeah. That was a real... I was like, that's a... Magic trick gone wrong sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Houdini survived, but many of the others didn't. But also a lot of the crew on the ship itself died uh, that day as well. Some of the prisoners did make it out alive, um, but the one of the ones who died included my man, great, 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 grand, 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 grand third uncle. division, George Stewart. <laughs> the, the prisoners that made it out... Uh, as well as the surviving Pandora crew continued onto the Dutch East Indies in one of their smaller boats, I guess. My God. Then onto England via the HMS Gorgon. Gorgon. Which sounds delicious. Yeah, yum. Yeah, I reckon their ship's named because they, they love Gorgons. <laughs> Short, of course, for Gorgonzola. Okay, great. Blue cheese. <laughs> uh, reaching England. They've got two ships, the Gorgon and the Zola. <laughs> yeah. We lost the Zola months ago. HMA Zola. There's a text limit. We couldn't have Gorgon Zola, so we just made two <laughs> ships. We got the Gorgon. We got the Zola. We got the Zola. <laughs> Put it together. <laughs> Matt did the face for me. That's <laughs> the best. Do it again. We got the Gorgon. We got the Zola. <laughs> That's good fun. We have fun here. <laughs> Kind of so to get live, you know. Oh, you'll man. see that you'll get to experience <laughs> oh, that no. in the flesh. God, that'll be good. R- reaching <laughs> England, they then <laughs> awaited trial. Uh, the prisoners included the three detained loyalists, Coleman, McIntosh, and Norman. We'd be pretty pissed off. To whom Bly had promised justice. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, no, that's sort of it, it. Feels like that, but no, they get off. Uh-huh. I was in some ways, I was kind of. It would have been way better for the story if they, if they got fucked. Yeah, they got off instead. But instead they got off. <laughs> they didn't get fucked, they got off. Yeah, Tahitian style. <laughs> uh, the, the green bone zone, whatever we call it. <laughs> at, the time of, uh, the, uh, at the time of the trials, Bly was on another expedition, this time to again get breadfruit. They went, uh, they went and tried again. Give it up, you idiots. <laughs> it's just fruit. We've looked it up. It's shit. It looks kind of weird. It's not going to take off. Bly, mate, we've looked it up. <laughs> Stop trying to make breadfruit happen. <laughs> it's it not going to happen. It doesn't happen. I'm in the future, you idiot. <laughs> Can I have a little bit of foresight? None of us had heard of it, and we're all yeah. educated. Yeah. And we're all alive. And yeah. you're not, so yeah. you should listen to me. Yeah. I really like the name of the guy who presided over the hearings. Um, so the court martial, and they do it on a boat docked in the bay, which I Why? like as Why? Well. Just go to a building. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're boat people. This is how we yeah. do it. It's a quirky, fun yeah. thing they're we do. They're boat people? Yeah. Oh. It's much easier to reenact stuff on a boat if you're on a boat. The oh. jury can imagine what it would have been like. No, that's fair. Okay, fair enough. But the, So the guy who was overseeing it is uh, Vice Admiral Lord Hood. This just, just sounds like a villain. I was expecting something so much better when you said you liked his name. It's just Hood. I enjoy that his... Lord Hood, Vice Admiral Lord Hood. He sounds like a Star Wars. Yeah. Well, his title guy. is about ten syllables longer than his actual name. Hood. Vice Admiral Lord Hood. Right. Oh. 
Wow. That was disappointing. Everything about that was disappointing. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Blind surviving loyalists provided testimony against their mutineers. Uh, the court did not challenge the statements of Coleman, McIntosh, Norman, and Byrne, all of whom were acquitted. That was the. Sounds like everyone else should have been like, yeah, I was one of them. And everyone would have been like, I don't challenge that. Uh, in the end, six of the defendants were found guilty of mutiny and sentenced to death by hanging. Oh. Yeah, so. But is that not all of them? Bad luck. Buckaroo boys. boys. Buckaroo boys. <laughs> but I did read. Hi, I'm Jess. I'm Matt. Oh, I'm the... Dave. <laughs> oh, you were just ready to leave Dave out of the Buckaroo Boys. I didn't think Dave was going to be a Buckaroo. Dave's got nothing Buckaroo Boys okay, about him. you stop speaking for a moment then. David, would you be interested in being a Buckaroo Boy? No, I'm a fucking loyalist and I will not join you. Okay. I will not join... Oh, no, they've got me at gunpoint. I swear I don't want to be here. I do not want to build a ship for you. Matt, I'm sorry that I... Cut it's, you off there. It's not Buckaroo Boy material. Just a matter of the Buckaroo Boys. With the Buckaroo Boys. Hashtag Buckaroo Boys. Buckaroo. Ooh. <laughs> Talking is hard. I'm a Bly Boy through and through. Oh, wow. Interesting. Bly Boy. Never give up my Bly. Love you, Bly. You're right, a Bly man. guy. I'm a, I'm a Bly. Queer eye for the Bly guys. <laughs> I've got that eye for you, Bly. Okay, mate. All right. That's enough. Some people said that the, the guys, the mutineers with a bit of money were able to get off. Of their charges, Jess, <laughs> you saucy mix. <laughs> um, but yeah, other people said that that wasn't necessarily true, and it was. But some people did get off. Just, some people did get off. But their charges. their charges, and then I imagine they celebrated by getting off their charges, their charges. for a second time. They reenacted it at home, and then what happened, Mum was. And then, so I guess we should go back and check in with uh, Christian and the and the guys. Yeah, what happened there? So after leaving Tahiti on the 22nd of September, 1789, Christian sailed the Bounty West in search of a safe haven. He then formed the idea of setting settling on Pitcairn Island. You heard of Pitcairn Island? Pitcairn sounds if nice. If you've heard of Pitcairn Island, you would have heard of it because of this, because it was uninhabited beforehand. Its location had never been definitively recorded. It was where they thought it was or where it was down on the maps. It actually wasn't there. They had to search around for it. So they saw that as being a, as a benefit for them. Oh, because people uh, can't find it. A bit yeah. harder to find. It almost like it doesn't exist there. Um, after a lengthy search, the mutineers found Pitcairn. And for a while, uh, the mutineers and the Tahitians, who they'd basically kidnapped, um, existed there peacefully. Not Sorry, not all of them. Some some from earlier wanted to be there, but the one, they did kidnap a big bunch as well. Christian settled down with Isabella, who was still there uh, with him. And they had a son named... Yeah, fuck. It's weird that I've just allowed him to make that a thing. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, Not Isabella. Her real name, which I'd have to scroll back. Yeah, no, don't scroll back. I'm sorry. It's just easier to remember. Yeah, no, he was right. Christian was right. Now I get it. Because I just think, oh, what was his ex-girlfriend from England's name? Isabella. Isabella. Yeah, that's right. That's what this... A normal name, you mean. So he settled down with her and they had a son, one of their children named, maybe you'll like this more than, if you didn't like Lord Hood, mm-hmm. which is, good luck finding a better name, mm-hmm. maybe you like this one. They had a son named Thursday October Christian. <laughs> that's a shocker. That's the that's worst I've ever heard. That's a terrible name. It's better that, no, that's bad. That's got to be the day and the month that he was born, right? You there, what day is this? Why, sir, today is Thursday, October day. <laughs> Good enough for me. Yeah. It would have been better if it was 22nd October or something. I reckon it would be Thursday. less weird. Thursday. It feels like you're, you're missing some key information there. How do you shorten what that? What year? 
What do you call him? Daisy. Oh, fuck. That's great. Octo. Octo pussy. Toc. T-O-C. That's not bad. No, I don't like that. Thirsty. There it is. The camel. <laughs> okay. You're good at this. Uh, tensions gradually <laughs> increased again, though, especially around the way the Englishmen treated the Tahitians like they were their possessions. Mm. Apparently, some of the women were, like, passed around oh, no. the guys, oh, which, fuck. Even just that phrase, passed around, is fucking gross. Not nice. Makes it sound like they're Dave Warnicky size. They're just fit in your hand. Hang on. <laughs> In September 1793, five of the mutineers, Christian Williams, Martin Mills, and Brown, were killed by Tahitians. Oh, no. Oh, Christian was. Yeah, Fletcher Christian was killed while working in, the, in his fields. Um, apparently, his last words were, oh, dear. <laughs> Some good words. I like that. <laughs> oh, that My favourite part magic. of the whole report. He's... I, I should have given it... I should have built it up better. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> He's just been stabbed in the heart. Such a funny... Guys have stabbed in the heart. Oh, dear. No, this isn't good, is it? It's just how... It depends on the tone, doesn't it? It oh, could be... Dear. Oh, dear. He's calling out to oh, Isabella. Right. That's right. Oh, dear. Fetch the surgeon. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. You so, know, it's different. Apparently, there's... Was he bucked by a deer? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, Oh dear! <laughs> that was him being. Is that bucked. how it happened, Matt? Yeah, that is. So the Tahitians went one by one and sort of did it. Um, they took them out one by one, sort of. Right. But quite quickly. So does that mean there's three also Englishmen left? Yeah, that's three or so. By 1794, the six Tahitian men were also dead, killed for revenge by the widows of the murdered mutineers or by each other. Oh my god! So it was. Oh, it was a bloodbath on that island. Um, and now just a. Basically, to finish off, I found this sort of nice little wrap-up on one of my favourite websites for this thing, history.com, um, and I'm just going to read a little bit here about uh, what they what was found there. In 1808, an American whaling vessel was drawn to Pitcairn by smoke from a cooking fire. The Americans discovered a community of children and women led by John Adams, the sole survivor of the original nine mutineers. According to Adams, after settling on Pitcairn, the colonists had stripped and burned the bounty, and internal strife and sickness had led to the death of Fletcher and all the men but him. So he he called it internal strife. Okay. Which I like. That's nice. Um, Basically what happened was, oh dear. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> In 1825, a British ship arrived and formally granted Adam's amnesty. So even though he, you know, he was owned up to being a mutineer, he was... Wow. He was given the all clear. And he served as patriarch of the Pitcairn community until his death in 1829. Wow. In 1831, the Pitcairn Islanders were resettled on Tahiti, but unsatisfied with life there, they soon returned to their native island. In 1856, the islanders were removed to Norfolk Island, a former penal colony nearly 4,000 miles to the west. However, less than two years later, 17 of the islanders returned to Pitcairn, followed by more families in 1864. Fuck, they travelled 4,000 miles back. Yeah, they obviously just love it there. That's it. And this tiny little island. Love it. Today, around 40 people live on Pitcairn Island, and all but a handful are descendants of the Bounty Mutineers. Wow. About 1,000 residents of Norfolk Island, half its population, trace their lineage from Fletcher Christian and the eight other Englishmen. So... Wow. Yeah, so they're like there's a, over half the 
of Norfolk Island. Wow, so direct all... descendants. That's amazing. So their their culture there is like it's was really locked into that the whole bounty mutiny. That's, and they're all incredible. very closely related. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Half yeah, of them. Half of them. Wow. That's fascinating. I so, didn't know that. So that's kind of that's kind of the end of the story. I've, it's a, it's it a feels like story. a maybe is almost the biggest one I've tried to do, and I've there's huge gaps in there. But um, the fascinating thing: the five movies, though, four of them you can see. Uh, I tried to watch one last night. Fell asleep quite early. Which one did you choose? I because uh, I was just rented off iTunes, um, and the Mel Gibson one wasn't on there, so I went with the one my dad recommended, which was the one um, with. Uh, Marlon Brando. Wow. Cool. So I'm, I'm, gonna, cool. I'm probably going to go wa- watch it now after this. But um, Marlon Brando's portrayal of Fletcher Christian was so, it was super camp. He was a real dandy boy. He came rocked. He rocked up to the to to board the bounty wearing like this really silvery sort of funny suit thing. It was weird. Wow. Was, was something really strange the, about it. The actual time? Or was yeah, it? it was set at the time. And there was like even in the first ten minutes, there was all these inconsistencies. Like he hadn't met. Um, he hadn't met uh, Bly before, whereas they had. I always right. find that weird he... when they do a, a movie. Like, there must have been a reason for yeah, that. but why do you pick this historical event if you just want to change it anyway? Yeah, yeah. it just seems like, oh, he could just be like, oh, yeah, remember me. So, and was it a young Brando? It was a young Brando. It was 63, the movie. Mm, was. Cool. But here's a, here's a fun fact, I guess, to finish on, and it's I'll about decide. that movie. I'll decide. Oh, all right. Yeah, you, that's probably true. This, this is something that my dad told me, and I just looked it up before. Tahitian actress... Terada Terapea, who played Brando's love interest in Mutiny on the Bounty, became his third wife uh, in nineteen sixty-two. She oh, this bit isn't fun, but yeah, that's sort of they actually ma- married his on-screen, um, I guess the Isabella character, actress. And that's fun. Is that a fun fact? Uh, no. I mean, it's sweet. I don't did, know if did it's. He, did he, he owned an island. Basically, you're just telling me that two people fell in love. I don't know if that's oh. fun. It's just kind of... I'm into it. Oh, no. What have I done? Just saying. Why do you plan this up as a lonely Jess would feel sad <laughs> about this? or <laughs> No one buys it, Jess. No one buys that I'm lonely? No. Well, I am. You're just going to get more creep, creep oh, tweets. You no, know, you, you... Hashtag make, creep tweets. You make that happen. Did, how about this? She was 20 years old and Brando was 38 at the time. It's only 18 years. He was okay. reportedly delighted by her naivete. Okay. All right. Well, now, well like, now you've taken what you originally said yuck. was a fun fact and made it a creepy oh, fact. Oh, no. I don't like it at all. I, had, I should have read that before. That was straight off Wikipedia. Nice. Yucky. Still, regardless of that weird creep fact at the end, that was a very good report oh, and a very thanks, interesting man. story. Would you agree, David? Oh, I thought that was a great story. I'm just looking at wh- where Marlon Brando's island was. And it, I, it was in a part of French Polynesia. So that's sort of not too far from there. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say no to an island. Oh, neither would I. I mean, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I probably wouldn't go out of my way to get one. But if someone was like, hey, do you want an island? And I'd be like, how much? And they're like, 20 bucks. I'd be like, yeah, all right. 20. Oh, yeah, go Let on. Let me ask me, mate, Bly. Go on. <laughs> yeah, if I, can, if I can borrow some. Do you think he ever paid him back? Definitely not. Sounds like he didn't. Yeah. Dog. And that's why Apart from anything dog. else. Yeah, that's why he's a dog. Thanks for listening to me do this report, you guys. It really feels nice to have your support. And totally. Back there. And we should also say that that report was voted on by our Patreon. Yes, that's right. As it, all Matt's topics are, you put up, what, three or four topics I this put, time? I put three up. So, actually, the so the way the vote went this week, um, it was relatively close. Everyone, everyone uh, picked up votes. Jimi Hendrix. 
Oh. At about a quarter of the votes. Um, the filming of The Island of Dr. Moreau picked up about 30% of the votes. But Mutiny on the Bounty picked up the rest about 45%. So, I mean, and I believe The Island of Dr. Moreau also had Marlon Brando did, in it. did, yeah. There was that, that connection across the two, which I didn't realise oh. uh, until and today, And he probably actually. knew Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. He probably did. They I reckon he probably... Super famous people at the time. Um, so, yeah, the, the patrons who vote on that, we normally thank a few of them at the end as well. Um, so I would like to do that now, if you don't mind. Please. And, and, and ask Jess, do you have anyone to thank? Absolutely. I would like to thank someone who... He's one of those people that just, you know, when, when you ask, ask a favour, they just go that, that little bit further. You know, they're always doing just that little bit more. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I would obviously like to thank our good friend and listener and and Patreon supporter, Isaac Gary Moore. <laughs> I was actually going to try and make a Lester. I told you I'm not good at these. No, that was no, good. That Isaac was Moore, good. I loved it. Thank you so much, and Isaac. I, lo- I loved it as, almost as much as I love Isaac Moore. And that's a lot. That is a whole heap. He's from North Carolina. Same place as I think oh, no. Michael Jordan played <sighs> university basketball. Is that right? I don't. That, why? I don't, I don't know, Michael Jordan. Why are you talking? <laughs> Michael Jordan is not my best friend, despite what my Facebook profile picture says. <laughs> it's fake. It's a fake. <laughs> I never met him. Can I? Would you mind if I thank a, a oh. good friend of mine and the show's? Please. Is it Michael Jordan? Uh, no, it is not. It's, it's a man from London. London. Which is a great town. You sound like you're from London. And I'm not even going to fuck around with any jokes with this guy. Interesting. I, I can't. Think of one or top what Jess just did with that more thing. Oh, shut up. Oh my God. Chris Tostevin. What? I mean, that name stands alone. It doesn't need any sort of cheap punnery. You're a piece of shit. But you know who isn't a piece of shit? Chris Tostevin. Chris Tostevin is Almost not. guaranteed not to be pronouncing that right. Chris, let me know and I'll fix it up in post. <laughs> Chris Tostevin. Chris, he won't. That is a name that rings in my head and it rings... Rings, rings true? Rings true. Chris Tostevin. Is that how you'd say it, um, Yeah, I'm not sure. I've just had a look at Matt's screen. I'm not sure you could say that toasty. another way. Maybe Toasty. Toast Divine. That's what I feel like when I'm... Toast Divine. Toast Divine. That is a beautiful w- All right, name. now what would be your Toast Divine? Okay, we're talking a nice sourdough. Mm-hmm. Oh. Put on uh, a bit of avocado. Yes. I'm we're on the same page here. Some feta. Yes, please. Pomegranate seeds. Oh, my goodness. I wasn't considering it yeah. until now. Yeah, yeah. And then roast tomato. Yes. And a little balsamic. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say something shitter than that. I'll have yours. Two of those, please. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> I hated myself for that. Dave, would you like to thank somebody? Please toast get me out of this. Chris Toast Divine. Toast Divine. Chris Toast Divine. I would, and I, I would like to thank someone. I would like to also point out that we thank these people in order of the pledge. In the exact order that people have pledged. So it's thank all you very scientific. Much. It's, it's all very, very scientific. We try to be fair. So if you have pledged, your name will be read out. We definitely will get to you. We do appreciate you uh, waiting around. But I would like to uh, make my pledge, mm-hmm. my loyal pledge. Mm. And I would like to say a sentence that I think that maybe this man will understand. Oh, God. Before any go. of us. This is terrible. Toiri ni itimoi ideska. Which I think our friend Riz Arzaf would understand because he is he possibly she now I'm thinking about it is our sole Japanese pledger thank you very much Riz Arzaf and I just Riz. said uh, the one sentence I know from Japanese which is uh, can I go to the toilet 
please. Riz, please tweet in Riz, and let Matt, let, in, let Dave know if he can go in, to the toilet. When I was in primary school, you couldn't go to the toilet in our Japanese class unless you said it to the teacher properly. Mm. Riz is a he's a he's a dude from and he's also he's a media student, oh. which is what all of us did, I think. Yeah, you're like oh, you're one of us, Riz. One of us. Good on you. Thank Only you so looking Rizanda. at your photo, you are. Way cooler than us, but still, one of us all the same. And let us know, Riz, did you ever get the Christmas card? Because your address is obviously uh, using kanji Japanese characters, and that is difficult for us to put on a postcard. Matt had an amazing crack at it. I did it freehand, but I hopefully yeah, hopefully that found you. Let us know if it didn't. We do not know the Japanese alphabet. <laughs> much more, much less how to write it. Can count to three, though. Please take it away. Ichi ni san chi. Is that right? That's right. And then it goes, Go Roku Shichi Hachi Ku Ju. Are we just showing off now? Because, like, is that what we're doing here? Um, Is that what we're doing? Are we just showing off? Did you answer my question? Can I go to the toilet? I I said that. Oh, I won't go until Riz writes. Exactly. Let us know, Riz Azaf. Please. (laughs) Thank you so much for your support. And thank you to everyone who supports us through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dugo on Pod, where you can get bonus episodes. Uh, extra newsletters, you get to vote on Matt's topics. You get to choose the topic that Matt will be saying, reporting on, I should say, live at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in just a couple of weeks' time. Yes, it's your turn. That's exciting. But until next time, of course, you can tweet us in at DoGoOnPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. DoGoOnPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. But until next time, rate I will say. and review on iTunes oh, yes, or whatever. You could rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast to make other people think. Five stars of fuck off. That's right. It makes people trust us. <laughs> would you trust this face? I would. He winked, by the way. Thank you, and I will say goodbye. Later. Love you. <gasps>